0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Friends of the Force, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Brad. I'm your host, Sarah. And today on the show, we are previewing Star Wars The High Republic Phase 2. We are back, baby. <laughs> High Republic is back in our lives and joining us for this preview episode, as we have had guests on every preview episode for High Republic, Eric Eilerson from the Living Force podcast and Uteni. Welcome back.
1: Thank you, of bro, bro,
2: bro, bro. <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh, it's, it seems just like yesterday where the, the, the higher public was, it was a fake thing. We didn't know about it. We were happy with our regular novels. We were being fed, but that was an appetizer. The greatness that was phase one. <laughs> um, You obviously like you all absolutely adore the higher public. Uh, absolutely obsessed with it. Definitely going to get a tattoo of it someday. And so stoked. Ooh to be hanging out with you guys uh to talk about phase two which is finally here that's right folks even though there's no high republic show or official announcement it's coming it really (laughs) is we promise and (laughs)
3: that is why we're filming or filming see now i'm on the youtube intro thing um that's why we're recording (laughs) a a podcast about a preview of this uh phase because like oh my god it's happening yeah, like right now.
0: Oh my god! Yes, and the people yeah. are
3: going to be able to buy the books in the stores soon. Yes,
0: we were as like you should. we were like planning out our schedule for Andor. I'm like, holy crap! Path of the Deceit comes out in two weeks. We got to read it. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a. Yeah. Can you call. imagine
1: if they still made Star Wars movies? Like, how busy would we be? Thank God, oh, they just god. don't do that anymore.
0: They, <laughs> they really thought had. of us, <laughs>
3: the fans Too busy. Too who busy. make podcasts. You know, we're like so they blessed. really, yeah. they yeah. really said. I don't know if we should make another one of these. They've, they've got a lot going on in the content <laughs> just, machine already, you know? Just
0: too much. Ooh, yeah. 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 Synergy machine is too activated nowadays. Um, Eric, <laughs> that, that's it. At the time of this recording, it has been yes. 939 days since the last episode of Friends of the Force that you were on.
1: Oh my God. That's oh too my long. God.
0: February 26th. February 26th, 2020. Two days after Project Luminous became the High Republic. Holy crap! This is pre-pandemic Whoa. days. Uh, it's been A, way too the whole damn long. COVID happened, guys. Um, but many, but many Michigan over Michigan State victories since that time, which I love, love to. That is true. Because uh, the thing about two, two us, to be Brad, is
1: that we we we're, <laughs> we're bad at football but one (laughs) michigan state victory over michigan has happened because a freshman tipped an interception in the last part of the fourth quarter and we won and i screamed the loudest i ever have and that was the only happiness i found during covid because that was during 2020 (laughs) (laughs) it clearly has apparently stuck with me very specifically
0: Mm, i think i erased uh, that from my memory um so thank you for that but uh you're welcome so yeah we haven't gotten all of your unfiltered thoughts on the high republic uh since then so um First off, for our listeners who don't know you or Living Force or Uteni, uh, yeah. tell us about yourself. And also, um, what have you thought of The High Republic now that you've actually had to read three full waves of it?
3: Not that oh you've had God, the opportunity to read, that you've had to read. <laughs>
1: to, I've had to. To be clear. By, by the, actually, The obligated. relentless machine of capitalism has forced itself upon me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, very basically, uh, I, I, uh, I am one of the uh, co-founders, essentially, of a uh, book website. That's all about helping people read Star Wars books, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Living Force podcast, our official podcast. We talk all about books uh, every week. Uh, we also, uh, like you lovely folks, uh, have branched off to do shows about all the Disney Plus shows um, that has gotten a little harder to program, as you guys <laughs> <laughs> well know. Um, but yeah, uh, that's been kind of my thing. We're very book-centric. Obviously, as The higher Republic took off, it kind of overwhelmed us in the best way and we put out a ton of High Republic content, uh, created a whole High Republic HQ landing page to help people read it, talk to a bunch of the authors. It's been amazing. So personally, um, I will say the High Republic full stop has been uh, my favorite thing to come out of Star Wars Publishing, probably in my reading life. Uh, I have adored basically every release. I think some have definitely been better than the others. But I think for the most part, if you're just looking at the tentpoles of Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, Fallen Star. It's my favorite trilogy in written Star Wars. I think it is uh, like quality beyond description. These characters, I think, have had some of the best character introductions since like freaking Darth Vader. Um, just the amount of care that has gone into the world building and creation of these worlds from all the mediums, from the books to the comics, to the audio dramas. Like they introduced me to audio dramas, really. I hadn't really listened to them. Before that, and now, like, this whole thing has kind of revolutionized me as a reader. So I'm so thankful for that. And I think it's been so nice to see it also happen to such good people. Like, I've become such a fan of the writers, of the creators of the higher public. I mean, obviously, thanks to, like, Twitter and things like that. But it's been so refreshing to see our book community, um, as you guys, like, all of us that kind of do podcasts and stuff in this literary space, the higher public seems to have kind of invigorated folks to just like connect in ways they never had before and see themselves in star Wars in ways they never had before. And like become fans of a rock or a really sexy daddy gray person. Or like, you know, (laughs) there's just like, there's just so much in it that is lovely. And it's been so weird to be away from it for for like a few months. Uh, -hmm. really, really since like kind of star Wars celebration happened. Um, where, where I saw you lovely folks, and um so many times, like coincidentally so times, too, times, like leaving was, yeah, Disneyland, like, like, hey, and I was like, okay, is that Eric? Eric
0: sitting on a bench um, <laughs> waiting for an. The Uber? leaving what
3: Disneyland was meeting was uh, is uh, such a highlight for me. So very yeah. iconic.
0: Yeah. It was uh, incredible. First First of yeah. of i met you in person too, yeah. which is like great. Ever coincidental? Um, yeah. yeah,
1: sitting on a bench, all of us completely as, as you should at Disneyland, completely spent of all possible energy. <laughs> right. Like, hey, oh, I got a person <laughs> meeting. That's amazing, um, my friend. It's a goose. My friends of the fours. I said it because I know the branding. You guys get a, uh, a dime every time someone says it out loud. Not uh, true. Wish. <laughs> wish. Wait,
0: wait, You haven't been getting heard. the dime too? Am I just yeah. Bradton? I'm taking both the nickels? Uh-oh. Oh, attention oh, oh. now, man. You know, uh, you know what we were
3: talking about? The gender you know, pay gap right the there. The brand. Well, I mean, also, but like the brand. I just, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like this really is saying a lot. It's saying a lot yeah, saying. And,
1: and not a lot. And you're still paying for all those early episodes. That's what oh, it oh is. Boy. Yeah. Um, Residuals. But yeah. Yep. Like TLDR, I, I adore The Higher Republic. Like there's an entire portion of my wall in my apartment that is dedicated to The Higher Republic books and posters. Like it is a centerpiece of my life in such a great way. And it's amazing to realize that phase two is. Is here. So yeah. That's it. Here's the I'm question. Stoked. Here's yes. the question. Um
3: Go. and I don't I don't want to real fan you. I don't want a real fan mm. you, but like we're gonna because oh I'm I mean I know like yeah. Okay, anyway. How Let's many sets it. of the face one trilogies do you have?
1: Oh yes, excellent question, Sarah. Um so I have three copies of each adult novel. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> the re- right? The regular, the Goldsboro, and the out of print. I also Ooh. have the the target rising storm. Um, and then I have for the YAs, they're not, dis- they're not displayed up. So they all just look like a bunch of gold, like binding like binding to the same book, but <laughs> every alternate cover like out of the shadows had a Walmart and a target. I got yeah, all yeah. those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, so too many, I would say, <laughs> but also yeah. they look pretty. Right. Um, How can I say no? List, though. I mean, I, I'm, Oh, I'm actually all you audio listeners won't be able to see this, but I'm currently ugh, wearing my light of the Jedi the socks. socks. The socks. socks. I gotta say, the
3: socks. as a as a woman just over five feet, those socks don't fit me at all. <laughs> oh my
2: god! <laughs> so, the I'm
3: horrible. so sad about it, but it's okay. I still have them. But yeah, god. yeah, yeah. No, I also have three copies of, of each of the books in the first yeah. phase. So like, it's just a, it's just a thing. I feel like among the higher yeah. public people, you know.
1: Yeah, they're so. The, the art well. is so good, and it's and it's all we have. Like we have the comics, which are so great. But like, I think the fact that there's no yet hashtag acolyte on screen, higher public at this point. Right. Like any time we get new art, we're like, ah, savor it this is what it looks like <laughs> yeah
3: right, right you know there's just such a magical thing about books and you're like oh my god a thing that's tangible give it to yeah. me and again as we were talking off air i was like i'm so frugal and here i am like yes i've spent 50 dollars on th- or 150 dollars <laughs> on three books and then there's 250 dollars yeah. for the another took you know well, version the, of the th- three the th- books
1: the m- most insane part of that is that uh, so, folks, through Utini and Living Force, I'm able to to get advanced copies uh, of the books. And every single one of these higher Public books, I read digitally. Like I, I read it <laughs> right. as it. So right. I haven't even read any of the physical books I've bought. <laughs> like they just sit on my shelf. Oh, They're man. just so beautiful. Uh, They're just chills. So,
0: just, so, it's, it's so it's sad. it's a
1: specific kind of insanity.
0: Yeah, people <laughs> yeah. always say.
1: You know, our, our checks are in the mail from Disney, right? It's, it could not be more the opposite where we are sending them far too much money.
2: <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> right. That's Especially how I feel. Us.
3: That's how I feel about, you know, flying cost country to, to like, you know, after being invited to attend the or launch event, like,
0: that's you so know, cool. like, oh my gosh, you know, they're so they're, good
1: guys. Oh,
0: thank you. Um, but like, I just knew it know. at the
1: gym. It made me so happy. <laughs>
0: but Man, like we flew last country we're, we're people are like oh, power lifters out there every single day with their episodes i'd love to hear <laughs> it love to
1: hear it <laughs> friends of the gains you know what i mean
3: <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have a follow up for that at all at all. I was about to, I was just about to say like do you want me to show you my credit card bill because like, if Jesse wants to pay me for my trip.
2: I'll but take it's that. High. It's, Nobody very high.
3: it's very high. Very <laughs> high. Um, yeah, so anyway, um the capitalism synergy machine hard at work. Uh thrilled to be a part of it. Um we love books, love stories. Um and yeah high republic yay
0: <laughs> yeah the high republic indeed i i i echo what you said eric it feels so weird that it's been so long without it and i think like as we started right. to plan this episode and realize like oh shit we got to read these books because we're recording about now. them very soon uh along with and or happening and like you know all the things that we want to do i was like holy crap that's crazy like we were all together at celebration like we got to be in the panel like first time. High Republic fans were together in person since the, since the launch event uh, on February 24th, 2020, um, God, which that was a great night on Star Wars Twitter. Like people just getting updates and finding out what this was all about. And then here we are sharing it together in person um, for the next phase. So um, if some of you out there listening to this episode and you haven't read the High Republic yet, we are previewing phase two. So there is phase one. Uh, phase two takes place 150 years before phase one. In a way, you could kind of jump into phase two because they are a set of fresh stories, technically speaking, uh, chronologically. However, I would advise definitely like going back and reading at least some of the core uh, adult books to start if you want to dive into phase two with some context. Of course, we're following traditional Star Wars fashion, like, you know, middle trilogy, pre-trilogy, and then sequel trilogy, uh, phase three, I'm oh imagining god. we'll, we'll jump be to... Rep-
1: oh my god, are there going to be High Republic prequel kids that, like, <laughs> jump into just this phase two and be like, that's my High Republic. That's my higher Republic is phase that's two. high higher
2: Republic.
3: <laughs> you know what?
1: I, prequel I, kids I are great. I can hope so. so. I hope, I hope so. so.
3: You are prequel kid. All like, of us, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that would be what was your first Star Wars book? Convergence by Zoraida Cordova. Wild awesome. any, any,
0: Anybody whose first Star Wars book is by by Zoraida Cordova is automatically a taste. winner in my book. Uh, the taste, the taste went out.
1: You're a winner, and you're probably a little horny. That's okay. <laughs>
0: That's just it's true. Uh, Crash of fate. Everybody, read that book. Uh, uh, angst, waterfall, really kissing, waterfall. Uh, yes, waterfalls uh, indeed. Uh, many innuendos there. Uh, but yes, so we are talking about phase two. We have, a, we have so many titles. There's so many titles. Okay, so wave one. We have Path of Deceit by Tessa Gratton and Justina Ireland. That's out on October 4th. So one week from today's episode, which is crazy to say. Uh, Quest for the Hidden City by George Mann on November 1st. Convergence by Zerida Cordova on November 22nd. And The Battle of Jeddah by George Mann, which is an audiobook original or audio original drama in January with a script in February. That's wave one. Uh, Wave two, 2023. Uh, Cataclysm by Lydia Kang. That's an adult novel. Quest for Planet X by Tessa Gratton. That's middle grade. And Path of Vengeance by Kevin Scott. That's the uh, YA book that closes out phase two entirely. So phase two is only two waves, which we'll talk about. Uh, Comics. Comics. We have The Blade by Charles Soule. High Republic (laughs) by Kevin Scott continues. The High Republic Adventures by Daniel Jose Alder continue. The High Republic Adventures: Nameless Terror by George Mann, which is in December, and Quest for the Jedi by Claudia Gray, which is uh, her first time, I believe, writing Star Wars comics. Uh, that has just been delayed a couple of months, so that will be out in uh, twenty twenty three, sometime in the in the spring springtime. Uh, and last, lastly, two reference books: we got The Art of the Star Wars High Republic by Kristen Baver. <sighs> High Republic Chronicles of the Jedi by Cole Horton from Inside Editions. And uh, Insider, Star Wars Insider, the magazine is not only getting Starlight Stories, which compiles all of the stories from Phase 1, original short fiction in Insider. Uh, The first official Phase 2 release is uh, Tales of Enlightenment, New Prospects by George Mann, which actually just dropped in the latest issue of uh, Star Wars Insider. So if you subscribe to that magazine, you actually technically can start phase too early you can start it whenever you pick up a copy of that uh i actually subscribed to that i haven't read it yet but uh hopefully soon
3: wow really didn't prepare for the episode did you brad no no just I didn't kidding i'm the one enough. who's read the least yeah. amount here
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i used to i i subscribed to insider for the first time when they started doing the starlight stories and then i realized i was paying so much money for really six pages of content a month, because I, I, I mean, everyone puts in so much work on Star Wars Insider. It's an amazing product. Mm-hmm. If you love it, I love that. It was, as as we've previously said, I am very dumb with finances on books and Lego and Funko. This was apparently my 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 bridge too far. I'm like, I can't, I can't pay this magazine every single month for six pages of a short story. Like, uh, I'll I'll get them when they come out. So I'm a, we're all on the same page there.
3: And that's why I want Starlight Stories, but it got I think pushed back a couple months, and I'm like, guys. I want to catch all someday. One day, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'll be there when they when they release it. That's for sure.
1: Maybe they'll release them uh, during a Fortnite event. That'd be fun. <laughs>
2: what if they
0: just like start
1: doing? <laughs> and Fortnite. wow that could be you good. really
0: you're really uh connecting it to the last time uh time period you were on this podcast uh during the rise of skywalker days and the Fortnite Fortnite connections That's unexpectedly exactly did. um wow. i could cry uh, i could deep, cry deep, deep deep oh my deep, god
3: that really that really like triggered a
0: um a memory that i have so deep far away i didn't need to know that again the nile speak anyway so phase two, phase two looks pretty good. Only two waves, like we said. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good stories. Like obviously the, the, the elephant in the room, but the, the best elephant in the room is the new authors that we're bringing on for um, yes. phase two that are are kicking things off. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, that's exciting. How are you guys feeling about like phase two and like all of the titles that are announced so far, the fact that it's only like two, two waves of books versus the three that we've gotten before like kind of what's going through your your minds.
3: Wow, that was like a really big open-ended
0: question. I know. I know. Cuz really we like, host a podcast and we're not limited I love, to wow. workouts.
2: Almost like what you wow. do. Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. great. Um so and and here is me stepping up on the step stool. Uh hello everybody. Um uh I am on a step stool
0: for our
1: audio listeners. I say yeah. You are to close be, to five feet. You mentioned that earlier. So, to be clear, sense.
3: I do have a foot on a step stool right now. I use a step stool at my desk She's chair. So, um, no, uh, I, I am really excited about this phase, not only because of the blue logo, it's so yes. schmancy. I am obsessed. Um, but also just because I love the fact that we are getting new authors in the space and that we are getting new themes that are going to be told with these stories that take place in a different time you know we're we're getting to explore and i know that's 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 kind of the theme of the phase and that's cool oh. uh a new era and a new time that's going to give us context for what we've already seen and like that's what star wars is all about if not like doing something later that gives you context to the thing before and you're like wow it's all one big story incredible um and I, I'm just really excited. I mean, the cheers that you know came out of my mouth when when Sarita was announced to be writing the adult novel uh, were real. Um, and, and I'm just so thrilled to read everybody's take on on this world that's been created um, and how it kind of builds on what our story architects um, from Phase One have done. Um, and also, these books have gorgeous covers. I I approve. Um, bring on the romance. Um, let everybody kiss. Um, and yeah, I'm stop talking now. Off the step stool, I'm passing the step stool to you, Eric.
1: <laughs> gosh, that's so go! Oh my! Oh my God, it's it's here on the <laughs> step stool. Um, yeah, yes to all of that. I think that I'm a, I'm so excited for these new writers because I think the higher public has been all about bringing new characters into Star Wars in such a beautiful way. So why not thematically do the same thing with the creators? Right. I think that's so fun. Um, that being said, it is kind of a cheat because, like you said, Zoraida has written in Star Wars before. A uh, huge fan of Crash of Fate, one of the, uh, you know, kind of unsung heroes of the, I guess, a couple of years ago by this point. But it is that book where we're like, hey, you read Crash of Fate? I think. My gosh. Yeah. Cause yeah. it was right around Galaxy's Edge. And anytime you mention that book to someone, they're like, oh my God, that was so good. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like, I like like Dark Disciple, Rebel Rising, like those books that everyone actually loves, but you don't talk about as much um which is super exciting and then of course for me personally George Mann is one of my like, favorite people in Star Wars anything one of the kindest souls in the world and I've loved the little bits he's been able to do like uh with Mists and Fables and Dark Legends and the Life Day Treasury did with Cav like he's he puts so much heart into into so much of what he does um and I'm very excited for him to be brought on board I haven't read Tessa before um but it's again so exciting to bring her on to work with Justina too, a co-written book we haven't quite seen before. So it's a lot of untread ground, which I think is exciting. I, I will be honest that I'm a little like, I, I'm going to miss the architects a little bit on the full books. Right. Like obviously they're yeah. not going anywhere. Like they're, they're, they're still all writing, all the comics we, read, we listed as, as basically all the other ones, like Charles Soule, Kevin, Claudia Gray, DJO. They're still around doing what they love. Um, the Blade is probably one of my most anticipated projects of all. Um. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: There is going to be a moment of like, okay, I I want more full length novels from these folks, but they are doing what they want to do, what they want to create. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for it, and I hope that the exploration is so dived into while also still being as impactful as Phase One, which I think is also like a weird thing to say. You know, I want to see the new planets. I want to see building new technologies. But I also want just the emotionally gripping narratives of phase one. Like, I mean, these characters I met on page one had me in a chokehold by page 150, you know? And, right. we, and we lost people and we had them go I'm through trial. Sad about felt, it. Like, I'm sad about it. Like, Loden Greatstorm is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. That's insane. But like, they, they were written so well. And I, I have no doubt these writers wouldn't be brought on if they didn't have exactly that kind of passion and, and talent for it. So I'm just excited to see what this new wave does. And again, to be introduced to our new favorites, to right. go right back along. Like, it's just so exciting yeah. to have that possibility.
3: That's the best yeah. part of like Star Wars fiction is like anytime a new author is brought in, we're like, yes, somebody else to love, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's just it's, it's just a, people.
3: a wealth of 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 delightful, wonderful people whose stories are... are a brilliantly brilliantly drawn
0: yeah 100 yeah. percent. I, I think the most fascinating thing about phase two is the fact that we're going back in time because that was not that was unexpected i know when they first announced it we were yes. very confused like oh is it 150 years before phantom menace or is it actually from phase one and it is from phase one which is really about 382 years before the Battle of Yavin, if that's what we're going by now, according to Andor, which canonized BBY.
1: Canonized
0: then baby I don't know Star how to feel killer event.
1: Get out of here. You're Sorry. Right. <laughs> I actually
0: <laughs> I have some feelings about
3: that, but this is not the podcast for it. It's fine.
0: No, it's not. That's a whole another three hour Mini episode. Mini Andor Candor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I totally forgot about this on our episodes one through three of Andor Candor. It's fine. We'll bring it up next time. Okay, so why are we going back in time? And when you think about phase right. one. Um, phase one kind of left us with so many questions rather than answers, which I love. Oh, right? Like right. I don't think I'm not the type of Star Wars fan that needs answers for everything. I just want like a good story and good characters, which Eric you spoke to is like we came away from phase one, like having our favorites, having the characters that we're gonna stand. So it's like, okay, now that we're in new ground, clearly like phase two is is telling a story to give us information on how our heroes can save themselves and defeat the threat of the leveler like that. This is going to be, I think yeah. phase two is essentially like the origin story of the leveler and like that sort of nameless mm. beast, right? Like we think of a story like the nameless terror by George Mann, like obviously the word nameless keeps popping up quite a bit. And we know the nameless are the leveler. Um, Cause they were explicitly named the nameless in uh trail of shadows. Also the Shriekha Rai and the eaters of the forest, which is like, you know, the most terrifying Ooh. things you could think of. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like the, scary, yeah, very terrifying. Uh, everybody read Trail of Shadows because it's amazing. But like <laughs> Phase Two, like while being an origin story and also like a uh, sort of gathering of information to help our heroes. Like how do how did the authors also balance that with character and like with making us care about these people who we might not necessarily see in Phase Three, right? Because if Phase Three is jumping right. back to present day, we're gonna leave the Phase Two characters behind. Do they all die? Uh is this also a bloodbath of uh, catastrophic proportions? <laughs> right. Is is there a starlight beacon events?
1: Like and that's the an interesting question of like, you know, I was talking to a friend about Andor actually this week about stakes in Star Wars, because so often we tie stakes to death, right? That's the only thing in Star Wars, like, well if I know they live, why do I care? Which is, is like such a common thing, which is hilarious because as a kid, you knew Luke Skywalker wasn't gonna die, but you loved the original trilogy. Like that didn't matter. Right. But now yeah. as adults Somehow we're like, well, does Obi-Wan matter? Because he's going to live and Darth is going to live. Like, that's not the point. But that being said, for characters we may never see again, that is interesting to say, like, are they going to go through these things that are physically dangerous or emotionally dangerous? And are they, how are they going to link back? Because it's, it's no spoiler to say, because this was revealed at Star Wars Celebration and, and concept art and things like that. One of the main characters in the first book, Path of Deceit, is Marta Rowe. Who is a direct ancestor of Markion Rowe? Um, the the, the
0: Hit big with bad. the Marqueon. Oof. Oh, I'm I'm team Markeon. Sorry. I we're no, ending no, no. the episode now.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm sorry. We have to leave. i this is <laughs>
0: Oof. Sorry. A big he's a big Mar- rare Mar- L from uh, Eric Eilerson here. Oh my gosh, uh, fine. You heard here first. He can be a
1: oh, shush. <laughs> hey. All right. So Marta is a clear ancestor of him, so, like, how will that turn into, and how do the authors balance the idea that we just want revelations about phase one mm. while also telling a full story? Because as I'm reading right. Marta, I don't want to be thinking, cool, but but when, when did she get, does she get the purple rod? Like, did does she find the thing? Like, I don't want to be thinking about other books while I'm supposed to be invested in the character's story, and I think that'll be an interesting... Balance throughout this as well as it was with the prequels, right? The second we met Anakin, people like you had to care about Anakin and Padme's relationship growing, even though you knew it was destined to fail. So, like, that was George's plan. And I think, like you said, Brett, what's more Star Wars than this initiative of, of trilogies,
0: right? Yeah, I have to say one quick thing. Um, you said that, like, you know, the, the idea of there's no stakes if we know where it ends, and I couldn't agree more with you about the fact that, like, there are still stakes. And, um, I just got to shout out tony gilroy our man our our lord and savior tony gilroy um you make uh, one good Wars, tony one, one, of, one <laughs> of the we know guests. he's listening thank you tony oh, yeah. thanks thank you, tony. Uh, pa- pa- patron of the show tony gilroy um I'm, I'm kidding for legal reasons uh but tony gilroy <laughs> uh said like what was it? he was like you know we all die some days so in a way we're all living in our prequel <laughs> <laughs> which like exactly, not, not the best quote i've ever heard like in my life um yeah. Yeah. Sarah, and also Sarah, Sarah being
1: like, like oh yeah we're gonna end andor when he walks into the station like yeah. being like, no here's how the series ends why are we kidding around with this like that's not right. like, just what a, what a legend <laughs>
0: just, <laughs> just laying honest- it all out there
3: honestly honestly yeah. that was so great i'll never forget it it's so okay. good <laughs>
0: uh Sarah what, what are you what are you thinking of Of phase two the time jump backwards like how is yeah. that going to influence phase three and do you think like do you think the phase will be successful in like balancing those two things of like you know exposition for our heroes in phase three as well as like making us care about the characters too
3: yes um no like I, I truly I truly think so because of the authors that they've gotten um you know we're talking about stakes life and death or otherwise and uh, let's think about these authors for a second, you know? Um, you talked to Eric about how much heart George Mann brings to his stories and and how much you enjoy his work. Like Zoraida loves a good romance, you know, Zoraida is really all Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, and, and so are are the, the, the writing duo of Tessa and Justina. Um, I think I saw a a Twitter thread from Justina where they were talking about how one of them brings the kisses and the other one brings the death, you know, and <laughs> like, um, and I don't recall who is who wow. Tessa might've been the kisses and Justina might've been the death that would, that would track. Um, but I can't Could say that. Maybe. Go read rest in the root by Justine Ireland out now uh, where her books are sold. Um, I will not stop plugging that one. But it's really good. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like they're going to balance the story well. And I think Lydia Kang is the person that actually maybe is the one we have the the least um knowledge about in the star wars universe because she's her book is coming in wave two and also um i know the least about her writing
1: in um, a, f- a certain point of view story I, right yeah i think yeah, so right I hand so.
0: man oh. GDK, yes yeah the droid yeah. that gives uh oh. lucas hand yes gotcha yeah, yeah Which, like, i mean story of that anthology by the way it's a great one Great one. Yeah,
3: but I feel like like uh you know, just of what I've personally read from these authors, I've read the least from Lydia. And I think that she, the fact that she's doing the wave to big adult novel, which is the final one of that phase, I think I think it's gonna be really interesting. Um, and and while we're while we're kind of here on this thought, the the two-wave thing I think is really interesting. I don't know how it's gonna go. I feel like the fact that these authors, um, you know, Zoraida and and Tessa and Justina kind of uh, we know that they enjoy romantic stories or balancing those sort of relationships in their in their fiction will definitely bring the emotional punches that we're we're hoping to see. Um, and I have no doubt that you know these these people can also build great worlds as well because not only do you know do they have the opportunity to build new worlds, but they're also um, you know on the shoulders of people who have already done a lot of the the work to kind of set up where the High Republic you know is going and what it feels like um so they just get to expand upon that's just exciting
1: and i'm looking at this brad you 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 wrote out the the titles in our outline here and i've never actually looked at the titles together but i never realized how mirrored the waves you are haven't? so can oh we say gosh. the adult novel right convergence yeah. cataclysm the yeah. ya path of deceit path of vengeance the yeah. middle grade quest for the hidden city quest for planet, quest for x. planet x like they're l- i can't I'm believe you didn't no realize that <laughs> Live on main, this is, this is, <laughs> maybe, I mean, because they couldn't do that with obviously, the first one because it's a trilogy, right? They could have done a little bit, but this is directly so mirrored. Yeah. Which again shows that they have, they clearly have a plan because they're mm-hmm. almost inverses of each other as far as definitions go. Right. Like, I mean, convergence coming together, cataclysm, destruction, deceit. Yeah. Vengeance is it because of the deceit that was in the other yes. past? Like, I'm gonna
0: go ahead oh, and say yes. Gosh, quest for There's the a lot hidden of fun. city, a lot of fun quest up. for Planet X. You know, Planet X is yeah. unnamed. Yeah, a hidden city is mysterious, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it what? is all there. I think Sarah and I recognized that naming convention. We were like, oh, oh, oh damn, oh damn, okay, okay. It's so cool. I'm like the oh, cool. uh, like,
3: yeah. that I get to watch you experience this revelation that was in real just time.
0: So fun. <laughs> Very fun. Yeah. But I also do want
1: to say, Brett, to your, to your other question real quick about, you know, how do we feel about it being two waves? I think, I say I love the three wave structure. I love the trilogy structure. But I do think that phase one ended on such an emotional cliffhanger of now what? I do enjoy that we're going to get a, two waves of prequel, but then we are going to jump back into that story. Because it's it seems like based on this mirroring thing, based on this convention, they're very intentionally telling an entire story. Right. But they're not making us wait as long to get back to the characters we just lost out on, which I think is actually smart marketing. But also for me, emotionally, I want to see Elzar again. I want to see Avar. I want to see Bell. Like, I want, I want to
0: see Belle where, where, where is Geos. Where, where is Buriaga? Where is Buriaga?
1: Oh, he? my God. Make it look like <laughs> the next sticker book. Where is Buriaga? And it's just <laughs> going It's just multiple
0: pages it's, of empty space.
1: Yeah. Is he on Coruscant? No. Is he on Tatooine? Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-uh. We couldn't find him. Like, anyway. (laughs) I think that I'm more... Oh, my God, Sarah is just melting down completely. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> sarah really misses buriaga so badly she is, <laughs> she hold, just hold, she is holding her Wookiees funko pop up? her funko pop of uh, tarful right now um she has Buriaga's a soft for so so wookies
3: like i i heard man i don't need to be thinking about that like stellum was hard enough and then like i blocked yeah. out buriaga from my mind because i was like i literally can't handle this and now you've brought it up and like where's buriaga he's not there don't do there that to me eric
0: well sarah what's worse than one Rastar? two (laughs) raptars oh no listen there is like zero chance in hell that they killed bariaga like if i didn't see a body i didn't see a body um and also like if bariaga lives if bariaga lives ladies and gentlemen that means he can appear in the acolyte that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying give us a live action bariaga anything is possible. possible anything's possible
3: we all better get on the live stream with me, like, if it happens, because I'm gonna lose my oh, shit. My Dude, god. When, when Chris Hansen showed up, I was like,
0: <laughs> I love him. I love him. Leslie Headland's like, I've been reading this High Republic. Um, this Barryaga character. Uh, can you make sure he doesn't die, so I can keep him in yeah. my show? <laughs>
1: that, that's who our hero from Squid Game is playing. He's playing Beriaga. <laughs> oh this, my god! Like,
0: really hot. See,
3: I just cool feel Buriaga. like. I just feel like maybe you said like Leslie had been saying that like I feel like maybe maybe she gets to do a little bit of the Ryan Johnson you know here's the napkin bombing you know um in in Bloodline
1: oh my god the Um, napkin bombing
3: do you ever just want to cry um yes uh yeah uh so maybe like who knows who knows um Stan Buriaga
0: While we're here, by the way, can we like quickly just like, not that this is like a you know this is a phase two preview, but like considering recent news, can we like have a hot second here where we talk about the casting of the acolyte and like also just the fact that yeah, like the High Republic is so the acolyte is a show that is going to take place fifty years um, before Phantom Menace. It's it's at the tail end of the High Republic. I think it is so cool that um, we've we've really never seen star wars books sort of uh emerge into the television scene i mean we've seen bits of it like with Cobb vanth and um you know hopefully in the future we'll get like a dr afra um we did see again like black kersantan from comic to screen i love him love him so much and his his electric knuckles and his powerful thighs. Oh yeah. <laughs> most importantly, most importantly. Arthur but, um, knows all about them. <laughs> <Powerful yeah. thighs.
3: laughs> um but also like we're also getting the Young Jedi Adventures, too, which is yes. a show yes. that's for like three and four year olds. Um, but is also going to be yeah.
1: um But much like Bluey will be uh, watched by everyone.
3: <laughs> right, watched and loved by everyone. We love I think what is his name? Nubs nubs who is, is, is a blue a guy yeah poobah yes. Lo- loves, nubs is a pooba. Yeah. we stand that has we stand.
1: that uh, deadly weapon uh, like, yes. yeah. uh, that is a sword that can cut anything in the universe <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we're yeah so, so like we're
3: we're getting we're getting two very different star wars high republic related tv projects that exist for very different audiences um and so i think it'll be really exciting to see how the creators behind these shows um uh, adapt the 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 written language and style um and tone of the high republic to visual mediums and and how they you know speak to like as all as all good science fiction fantasy does like speak to our current moment um right for for these yeah. different audiences.
1: Right. Well and of course the acolyte is like dark side themed as well. They've said is like the darker side. And of course because of the like the more mainstream Star Wars audience that the shows do go to. I mean, it's not like crazy pandering, but just for the world, they're probably going to name drop Sith. Like, I, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of Sith because your layman person that's watched regular Star Wars assumes Dark Side Sith, they at least know what that is. And I also think that they've kind of hinted at that. And we have not seen Sith in the High Republic as of yet. Mm -hmm. And we have that whole, the Sith have been extinct for a thousand years, or whatever, or, or the Jedi at least didn't know, right? So I think that brings in such an era of interesting, like, storytelling possibilities of, were the Sith dormant during the whole High Republic? And will that then play differently to us as we go back and reread, knowing that based on the Acolyte, oh great, were these Sith Lords, Played by the most attractive people that have ever been in Star Wars. <laughs> um, like, well, well they, um, w- were they actually in the background? Do they know what Starlight Beacon right. was? Like, were they just waiting? Are we seeing Hot Plagueis? These are the answers that I
0: oh, want. Oh, man. You um, know, I, I have considered Hot Young Palpatine, played by Matt Smith and the Acolyte uh, many a time because um, I, I want it. Um, only daddy, if daddy, he has a niece. How's d- the daddy? <laughs> Uh Daddy Damon Targaryen, let me tell you. I
3: just mm. want to be clear that I don't subscribe to this. So if we have any listeners that don't subscribe <laughs> to this, uh know that you have an ally on this podcast. Hey, we're
1: all about hand touching, <laughs> right? <laughs> all all, all those last Jedi stands love the hands. I've seen when yeah, David's yes. hands rest on Raina's his neck, and I'm like, you, you know, know what? what? I gotta I, get it. You know what? <laughs>
3: Ship whatever you want. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i i'm just
3: saying i'm not a game of thrones person broadly um fair fair totally your heart's content
0: (laughs) listen i can't i can't resist matt smith it's really hard um easy doctor who doctor who fans know it know it uh Mm. but no seriously i I mean mean, we're there hot Plagueis, hot plagues i would support it but i mean acolyte so acolyte just added uh Minnie jacinto from good place that was
2: inspired
0: literally inspired like oh my god Lee Jung Jae from Squid Game, who is the lead in Squid Game, uh, Charlie She's Barnett, so cool. who is one of the co-leads of Russian Doll, which is a Leslie Headland project. Um, so they're all joining Aman- Amanda Stenberg and Jodie Turner Smith. So um, I just I- very very big um, mm. noteworthy too. I mean, so far there these are all non-white leads. Like there's no white that people. That is it's really- awesome. That's really awesome. That's that is huge. so good. That's so progressive of Star Wars and like I hope we continue to see like more um casting like that and like yeah. I mean like we've seen that still, right? Like I mean uh, Diego Luna and Pedro Pascal like headlining the two most popular shows and oh um God. you got uh you got Tamara. Morrison and Magna headlining Book of Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's all there, right? Um so that that's important, but also just like the star power that the show is bringing. I am the so Emmy win excited. recently yeah. now. Yeah. Like,
1: I'm wonder if they I wonder if they got his 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 uh his price in his contract before he won a freaking Emmy.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah I'm sure Lucasfilm hopes so. <laughs> um, yeah, do. but like you know, if we're if we're to assume so phase two is two waves, that puts us yes. sort of in the April time frame, right? Um mm-hmm. I, I am assuming an April launch of wave two, phase two. And then uh, Celebration London will announce the Phase 3 dates and announcements and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Phase yeah. 3 will kick off and either it will coincide with the Acolyte or the Acolyte will sort of come on ooh. the tail end of Phase 3 leading into that, ooh. right? Um, ooh, so I'm curious. That, like we're, we're really in like a High Republic ooh. sweet spot this next year and a half. Yeah, for sure. I
3: will say the dates right now for the second wave are April, May of next year so i mean we've we've seen a lot of shifting with this first wave both in the comics and the full-length novels so we'll see if it ends up staying there but that is where it lives right now at the very okay
0: yeah so that that tracks you know like hey, highlight the current books that are out talk with the authors also hey guys in london here's a preview of the next you know next phase here's which is i think
1: i think uh next door to kevin scott i think he lives next door. i don't i don't know i don't understand london but i assume all English people live <laughs> next door to each other, so very happy that calf gets to go down the street. Yeah, to that and one. George
0: Mann, George Mann too, right? Yeah, he's, he's uh, a London based because they live so. next door to each other. They right. do very clearly. The clearly, they
1: do. Although for those that made, for those that that, ha- that don't obsessively follow Star Wars authors on Instagram and Twitter, uh, George Mann and Kevin Scott do you go to like writing retreats together, where they just both like meet, and it's the most wholesome and truly wonderful truly. thing. Cause they just like watch horror movies at night together and then write stories during the day. And it just seems tremendous. And I'm so glad they're both on this project. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so
3: cool. I have a side question for you, Eric. Do, Do you write? Do it.
1: Do I write? Yeah. I, I have, I have written. I don't like, like I don't have like an, uh, a WIP or anything like that, but I have okay. written.
3: Because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here with my friends. like, Oh man, I just want to be like George Mann and Kevin Scott, you know? watching horror movies right? at night, writing in the daytime. And it's like, ah, oh, yes. But I am not a capital C creative. I am a lowercase C creative. <laughs>
1: okay, I, I, I I had so much idea. I have had so many ideas for like my great novel. And then I sit down and I'm like, oh, you have to write it?
3: You actually have to do it. Yeah. Oh,
1: no. Nah. <laughs> right. No, nah, man. That, is- <laughs> that ain't it. I've always been like, if, if I have a friend that is writing that wants to like bounce ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll, be the, I'll be the Mike Seglane. I'll be like, you tell me, I'll tell you if it works. (laughs) Absolutely. Also, I got to say, one of my celebration memories I treasure very dearly, I was at the Lucasfilm Publishing Panel, and I happened to be just like three seats down from Mike Seglane. And I had the whole time, I was just thinking like, should I talk to him? That's weird. He's not on the panel, but like, he means so much to me. He's really cultivated, but he's not like, here's the guy. Oh God, he's standing up. Uh," And I didn't say anything. Uh, But it was that moment where we were like, Mike you're famous to me, but I don't know how to (laughs) make that make sense.
3: That was us a celebration with, like, James Waugh, who we saw, like, Three, time, three or four times, so and we never times. end up saying anything to him. We, we, we were like walking like, down the, the street next to him,
0: like going to interview Mike Chen at uh. We're, we're we were not Disney, following him. We had Disney. a clear destination. Yeah, like <laughs> we, yeah, like we were both like just happening to be on the same sidewalk for so long. We we're like, should we say hi? Like we've and been he, like, walking for twenty minutes, point, and we were like, oh, we could say something about
3: the High Republic, but we're not gonna.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's such a hard thing to do. I. Yeah, but okay well, well this could remind me now and then i'll stop talking about celebra- celebration was just the best thing ever the, the was. i was like trying to trying to see the authors i got them all signed a thing and then one day i was going to security and i happened to go to security two people in front of kevin scott <laughs> so he was, like, he was going to like regular security too by the way it wasn't like anything special he was just like walking through with his assistant sarah um who's also very a lovely person and so i just like waited and i'm like hey he's like oh hello and then we just like hung for ten minutes, and I was like, "Well, that I guess that's it." And then, like people are just walking by in full cosplay. I'm like, "Do
2: you know who this is? Do you know who he's responsible?" That's,
3: that's my favorite thing about authors. Um, like uh, the pleasure of being a bookseller and like a reader and somebody who talks about books all the time is like, authors are just like regular, normal people, celebrities, and you know, like a lot of them have day jobs that are not writing, and they, they create these stories that mean so much to us but it's kind of a secret you know like it's kind of like a secret club and and it's so cool to meet authors who are so down to earth you know like it's one thing to like love a celebrity or you know you know stand someone and just love them but they've got 50 million other people who you know love them in the same way that you do and it's like a whole nother thing to like be able to go to an author event and there's 55 people there and you get to spend a minute talking to them because you know right they're so excited they're, they're excited to hear about what you think of their story i, I don't yeah. know there's just something so magical about stories and about authors and yeah, about this world best. that we share
0: the yeah um, that's such a such so. a great point sarah and like also to like accessibility right like the the ability for high republic twitter to like regularly interact with these authors and like mm-hmm. um, it's a for, pod- it's for cool. podcasts yes. to interview these authors and to get to talk to them yep. and like really helped to cultivate that community. Um, the fact that like, you know, Daniel Jose Older is especially very active on Twitter, um, like with High Republic fans and it always brings me so much joy. Um, same with Kevin too. Like Kevin retweets a lot of stuff and talks to a lot of people on there and gives great advice. And just like everybody's so down to earth. Um, I think that's like part of like, besides like the story of the High Republic, it's the people. Um, most yeah. importantly, yeah. and I think that the panel at Celebration was like, honestly like such a joy to even be in that room and like hear the excitement and to see the cosplayers and to see Christina Arielle on stage like oh she, like what a time love her yeah, yeah.
1: It, it is just such a moment of knowing that whenever the authors do tweet something like they're they're answering questions about process or characters cuz they 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 created these characters they love them more than we do they're 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 their children you know right and they're so excited that we get to do it cuz they do you know, they're writing in a weirdly collaborative way. Like they have a Slack channel, which, oh my God, the amount of money I would pay to be in that Slack channel for a day. Um, <laughs> but like they they had that one retreat, but for the most part, they are writing in in a room, like in a more solitary right. way. And whereas thousands of us are just like, we love everything you're doing. Please tell us more about your process. Can you tell us about this character? What do you think about this? And rather than, I, like, I love all the main Star Wars people, all uh, the shows and the creators. Favreau doesn't need to quote tweet about his process. Like, we're all going to watch that. We're all going to watch all the shows. We, we understand that. So there is a different level of intimacy, which if you're in it, as I hope all, all listeners, I hope you you are or are about to be in the High Republic world, it's so special. Because you really do feel like you are part of it as it happens. And whether you were at the, the cosplay meetup at Celebration, which is one of the most incredible things to see, or you're just watching on Twitter, or you're just waiting for release day like the rest of us. It's such a personal thing, which is why I think this phase two lead up has been so exciting and why we do want more people to be talking about it because we're like, these are our, our friends are coming back and we're gonna make right. a new friend. Like, it, it is very intimate. And, yeah. and which is also why I'm excited to go back to what we first started talking about, like to get to phase two, to read it, yes but I'm still going to want to get back to Elzar and Avar and Bell because I do really care about these characters because we have been around since they were born, essentially. Right. We mm-hmm. read the right. first, we were there. So it's really exciting. Yeah.
3: Anyway, if, <laughs> I, I hope that if you've listened to 52 Minutes of the Podcast or, or however long we've been recording, that you're like a part of this community already. But like, if not, now's the time. Because the greatest thing that I think that uh, the higher public could have done is make phase two independent from phase one um there was a point in time where i was reading the higher public uh i had started the outlander series i had started the expanse series um those are each nine books um so far crazy and and (laughs) i said to myself oh my gosh i can't start anymore and then i realized that i was in the middle of another like nine book series that all came out in a single calendar year and i was like holy shit (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I am i am i am not a casual fan about this i'm a very capital s serious fan about this and i actually keep up with all this but like how is anybody who is a casual yeah, fan and going the comics to keep too. Up with it? and the comics yeah. because brad me yeah. to keep up with the comics which was a good choice but like man it's tough comics are tough for <laughs> it's, me um
1: it's hard it is actually hard yeah
3: yeah. I'm like, okay, here's, here's uh, 30 pages of story and you wait a month for the next one, which I totally understand why that is the case, but like, oh my gosh, just give it to me in the bind up, please. Um, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think the fact that if readers haven't read all of phase one, or if they haven't read any of phase one, but if either the authors or the kind of stories that they're telling or the themes that are going to be talked about in phase two, um, interest somebody that they can jump right in. And I hope that yeah. that's a message that's communicated through marketing and on the books and, and from us as, as capital I insiders who are like very serious about this, um, that anybody can really jump in at any time, um, and start here if they really want to. Um, or if, or if phase one didn't work out for them, they can give it another go. Um, and you know, hopefully find something to love here. Um, so I think that's, what's most interesting kind of about phase two uh, and I'm I'm excited for the new doors that will open for new fans. The the, the prequel kids, you know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think the thing about higher public fans as a whole, we're not interested in talking about what like what didn't work about this or what or what could what did you what did you not like about it or what did you do or what is better than what? How do you rank the books as a whole? We're just like, hey, friend, read this book. Isn't it isn't it rad? And like that's the vibe essentially. And like there's so many people again, if you guys are listening to this, you obviously trust Brad and Sarah at this point. Um, like you guys, are like, hey, listen, <laughs> <laughs> you, you chosen, you have Uh-oh. chosen your path, your path of deceit or your path of vengeance. Um, which are maybe, oh. <laughs> <The> old, oh. <laughs> but like, that's why I think that as, as podcasters, it, in, in a time where we're getting an event like this, like, it is nice to be like, Hey guys, we, we are, far too weirdly obsessive, like you're saying about this stuff. So we'll try to help you as much as we can. Here's the book you read. The next one, do this. The next one, do this. And it should never be a stressful thing, which I think this does teeter right on the edge of. Right. It should be an exciting thing. And I think that's, hope- hopefully as you all are listening, we're we're making that easier and making that clearer by our excitement. I hope that you're being more excited rather than intimidated. Yeah.
3: And I know that like sometimes, <laughs> I'm giggling because I'm, it's, this this applies directly to me when you're so enthusiastic about something to someone you love. And, and, and you're like, you have, you have to do this. And that loved one in your life is like, I love you, but for the love of God, please (laughs) shut up. I do not want to hear you recommend this thing to me one more time. Um, so I hope that we can, like, I hope we can tread the line of like genuine excitement, which I know we all feel and, and, um, kind encouragement uh that is not taken as like a yeah please shut up my dearest friend i i this is ha- i i get very enthusiastic about things this is happening more than once do i hold some bitterness from something that happened in 2016 yes it's fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> was it rogue one
3: no it was hamilton it's fine
1: that's fair
3: which is also
1: <laughs> I was very in- good oh, no, was- wait wait hold on i said that wrong hamilton's the goat i love it let's be clear <laughs> Sorry, I, I feel like I said that like I was one of those people. Hamilton's amazing. I understand though. With that, would I was be like. I was
3: like really into it before it was popular. That's such a cliche thing to say, and I'll, everyone in my life was like, "Sarah, I am begging you." <laughs> and then I had somebody a year later who was like, "Oh my god, I love it!" And I was like, "You told me to shut up once about it. I will never yeah. forget it." So,
1: um, you, it hey, hey you the threw away your shot. You threw right. away your shot. Okay. Right. <laughs>
3: Um, but yeah, anyway, let's, uh, I hope we're not doing that to you with the higher public uh, because you can start fresh in phase two. And if you don't want to think about phase one for even a second, you really don't have to, you know, like that. Yeah. That's kind of the thing about it is you don't Absolutely. have to, yeah. to walk in with nine books worth of knowledge, which is, I think, ideal. Otherwise, we would be like on our 10th book. And it all connects yeah. and you better have the spreadsheets out or else.
0: Well, it's, it's interesting too, but like what sort of machete order is going to spring from the high Republic, right? You know, we, we, we can tell people, Hey, you can jump in the star Wars OT or prequels either way works. It's totally up to you. Hell, you could jump in the sequel trilogy if you wanted to and go back. Right. There's all sorts of orders, um, to go through these things. And I think, um, it's probably smart on Lucasfilm's half to, on their behalf to go back in time and give people time to both catch up on wave one and not have to worry about like, Oh, I have to read like wave one and wave two, or you can do both simultaneously and then like be ready for phase three, like next year. Right. So there's a lot of time um, to go through this.
1: Yeah. I will do a, a small, uh, I, I, it's the only time I'm going to do it. I'll do a small plug for a thing that I wrote over at Utini um for, we do, we have a higher public reading order. But then we also did a higher public reading guide that went through all of phase one and said, here's the required reading for this book that like you will be confused. And then we also said, but here's the recommended reading that if you want the mm. full story, you should read this, um, mm-hmm. which is one of the things I was very passionate about doing. Cause I think that that was most of the conversations that I've been having with friends is like, okay, but, but really do I have to read this? And sometimes the answer is no, like you really, you really don't, but it, do you want to know who Ram Jamaram is when he shows up on, on, on the page? You, Great, then you probably sh- you do, so you should read this, and I think that's what the higher public community is. There is no shortage of people who are here to help you. If you want to, like, send those Twitter DMs. Like, go out, like, hey, I want to read this book. What do you recommend? Because you're, sometimes you're going to have more time than others. Sometimes you're going right. to not want to read certain types of books. Or you're not going to, you're going to read only comics. Like, All that is fine, but you do have to seek out some people that have read it, and that's kind of what we're hoping to do, um but again after phase two who knows because we, we haven't read them rة, yet está, so yeah we'll find out
3: i feel like we should take a little bit of time to like for lack of a better word we don't have any excerpts to talk about today i think in the past we've had excerpts which that we is can...
1: wild right which is, it's, say, yes like Light of the jedi had its first seven chapters which is the biggest flex i've ever seen in my entire life to be like read read the first seven chapters of the book you're gonna love it. Um, and they just released that, but nothing. I remember too. reading very that first awesome.
3: chapter, and I was like, "Uh, what am I supposed to do now?" <laughs> like
1: yeah. everybody's oh, pilot of the shed. She's clearly going to be a main character for the whole initiative. That's very fun.
3: Psych. Um, but I feel like we should. I, feel, I just feel like we should talk a little about about what these books are about. Um, yeah. And yeah, the can, first, I read, uh, can I read three releases? You're talking. Yeah, the, well, we don't have I don't know if we have a full synopsis for convergence, but all three uh, of us have yeah. copies of Path of Deceit in Quest for the Hidden City in front of us. And I, I think it might be just helpful for our, our listeners who maybe if they haven't sought out these um these uh,
0: synopses sure. to kind of
3: go through them and just like talk do about it. what excites yeah. us about hey, them. Is that, okay? us, Is that okay? There's
0: three of us, three books. Why don't we just kinda like popcorn we, it throughout? Yeah. Do we have the convergence yeah. one? uh no Brad, I, I do love the one in the outline i will i will do convergence because i i just pulled it right okay. off of penguin Random right House's website yeah, yeah. so gonna, you guys you I'm guys pick it off with, of a seat whatever.
3: if that's okay cool yeah do it absolutely okay cool okay yeah. centuries okay well actually i'm not gonna we all know it's the higher Republic because we've we've been doing this for an hour okay
1: it is a time and extended... but you have to do it in the tom kane voice i don't like a have Clone a tom episode. kane voice
3: i have a sarah <laughs> house <Thomas> voice <laughs> centuries before the clone wars (laughs) or the empire and the early days of the high republic it was an age of great exploration in a galaxy far far away
1: i love that that. no notes 10 out of 10
3: thank you it is a time of excitement and discovery daring pilots chart new routes through hyperspace pathfinder teams of the frontier or Actually, I forgot a word there. So we're going to do that sentence again. It's fine. Pathfinder teams travel the frontier, recruiting new worlds to join the Republic and the Jedi Order expands its protection to the Outer Rim. But not everyone welcomes the Jedi. On the planet Dalna, you may have heard of it, a group called the Path of the Open Hand preaches that the Force should not be used by anyone and views the Jedi as abusers of the will of the Force. One such believer is Marta Rowe, a young Everini woman who dreams of leaving Dalna to spread the word of the Path throughout the galaxy. When she finds herself drawn to a charming visitor in her town, she is horrified to discover that he is a Jedi. But Padma... Oh, wow. Padawan. Come on, guys. Okay. Uh, but Padawan... Padrae's in this book? Is right. That... <laughs> uh, seems so kind and eager to learn more about the path that she hopes to convince him of the rightness of their ways. What Marta doesn't realize is that the leader of the path, a charismatic woman known only as the mother, has an agenda of her own, and it is one that can never Coexist peacefully with the Jedi. To follow her faith, Marta ha- may have to choose to become her new friend's worst
1: enemy.
2: Wow. Dot. dot, dot Wow. Wow, dot. wow. 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 Wow.
0: Enemies to I don't know. What's enemies to lovers to lovers enemies? <laughs>
3: oh, spicy, maybe, maybe. Um, okay, so when you read that synopsis like what vibes are you getting from that what are you thinking about like what's sticking out to you how does it feel different than phase one
1: for me i'm fascinated because it seems very intimate and not just like in in the romantic sense but literally a small scale based on that i see marta and i see this uh and i see kevmo and i'm like okay this is a probably meet cute different sides of the world but we're gonna maybe we fall in love anyway and there's also a dastardly plan in the background, whereas Phase One seemed like the plans were kind of in the foreground. And I think that's an interesting shift, and it makes me think this book is going to be more so about Mara visions and view of the Force. Mm. Which, again, my my Phase One brain is like, is that is this book basically going to tell us why Marjian hates <laughs> I know where I am. Uh, <laughs> hates <laughs> hates the Jedi so much. Is it because of what Marta experiences with Kevmo? And I'm like, is that is that mm, where this is going? Mm. That's from, that's where my brain goes.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point, Eric, because we know from phase one that Martian's family has uh, a deep rooted hate of the Jedi going back many generations. Um we also know from like books like um, A Test of Courage and Um uh a Test of Courage and uh what what two the two uh, Jedi cr- books. Uh, race
1: from Crash Point Tower. No, 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 out, out of the shadows.
0: Uh, uh no, nope. there's a test nope. of courage. Uh, mission to disaster. Uh, oh, thank God! <laughs> oh, thank it's you. On my shelf. <laughs> mission to disaster.
2: It's on uh, mine so, too, and
0: yet. Mission to disaster and uh, uh test of courage. Both have the character of Honesty Wef prom- prominently featured, who is Dalnan. We can't, we stand. I love Honesty Wef so much, you guys. Honesty Weft, yeah.
1: right? One of the great names, too. Right. Really, and we, we, we kept getting
0: all of these hints about uh, this great betrayal that happened between the Jedi and the Dalnins, right? And so we're kind of wondering, like, what is that? Are we going to explore that? Um, wrongly so. Lo- wrongly so. Uh, Sarah said, "Oh, we won't explore <laughs> that uh, path of deceit." Well, uh, you know, Justino's oh, wait, book won't be about. Hey the guys, <laughs> whoa.
3: oh, well, To be super clear, to be super clear about my position here, you were like, "This book, phase two is gonna, there's gonna be Donna. donna's gonna be a main player." And I was like, "I don't know if I'm ready to say that." So I'm gonna take the opposite. And then it got announced like months earlier than I thought it was actually going to get announced. And I was like, wait a second. I didn't even get the opportunity to decide whether or not I wanted to keep that bet or not. Like, because you said, <laughs> okay, we're going to be at the student celebration and you can decide whether you want to 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 play the bet or not. And uh, I didn't even didn't get that get opportunity to embarrass you, in person. beforehand. It was so <laughs> it was so sad for me. <laughs>
1: I got to say, it, Justina and I was like Charles Soule, especially as well, because of what's going on in the, in the main Star Wars comic right now where he's bringing in so much High Republic stuff. Mm. It literally is like they're just like throwing El Oops off the backboard to themselves. Like they're (laughs) setting themselves up and
0: they're just being like, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like Luke Skywalker talks to Elzar Man in like a force vision. Like freaking wild. That's freaking wild. Also there was a to to kind of
1: date when we're recording this episode, there was a comic cover today for a Future Star Wars comic where it's Luke Skywalker with the Temple Guard yellow saber, and in the background it's all Nile helmets with storm symbols. And I'm like Charles Wild. Soul, you're just, come on, man. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> Child, Charles you Soul know? cannot be stopped. He cannot yeah. be stopped.
1: It's
3: kind of like, um, uh, didn't Cavan set himself up as well in, like, Duke of Jedi Lost?
0: Oh, yeah,
1: oh, for he's everything. Been... The Bogan collection has the entire right. High Republic oh, in it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Like, I love man, but, like, I oh rem- my
2: goodness.
3: Oh. I remember us being like, oh my God, he did it. You know, like,
1: like and he many times, like, yeah. Who's Master Trennis? Mm, who can say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, me, I could. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Path of the Sea. I think also what really jumps out to me is it's a a, a dual uh, co-written by by Tessa mm-hmm. and Justina, right? And so, um, I I haven't read it, but from what I've heard, and maybe Eric. Uh, I guess full disclosure here: I I have fully read Quest for Hidden City. Eric is halfway through um, Path of the Sea. And Sarah, Sarah is right behind us. She's right right on her right in her uh, as, in, as in Sarah hasn't started either of them, okay? She's right. Um from what I've heard, Eric, it seems like they like the dual point of view between Tessa and Justina blends together really well. Um, and so I think that I don't know if you can testify to that, but mm-hmm. that seems like a really big standout of this book that is like the first co-written book of the High Republic and of Star Wars that we've I don't know that we've gotten in quite some time um yeah
1: it, it i, I for my understanding because i i can't tell like it's not quite this was just you this was tessa there does seem to be a tonal shift sometimes between chapters where you can you can kind of tell a little bit but it goes from like character perspectives and it's it's really funny going in the reading order that i had based on star wars publishing having just read princess and the scoundrel which went from Honda, Leia, Han Leia, to right. it's yeah. like oh it's it's a very similar vibe um, mm-hmm. like it's, mm-hmm. it's not like this is a Marta chapter. This is the Kevmo chapter labeled, but content wise, it kind of is, um, where you do shift perspectives and it makes me wonder, um, hopefully I, like, like someone's going to chat to some of them soon and, and ask them the details. Cause I do wonder if one of them kind of handled one character, and one of them handled another and then they met for beats or if they edited each other. Um, cause I know Kevin Scott and George Mann wrote life day treasury together. And when I talked to them about it, that that was a we both wrote every story together. There was no division. Mm. So I it does read like there's a slight division here. It's not incongruous, but I do feel like they may have uh, taken different duties. Gotcha. Yeah,
3: like uh, f- for instance, it's I would just I again I would like to be a, f- a fly on the roll at the the, the co-writing duos mm-hmm. of the world. Um, mm-hmm. like James S. A. Corey is a co-writing duo of the Expanse series, and they talk about how they um. So good. Do every other chapter, and then they edit each other's chapters, so that they know who started each chapter. Um, but by the end of it, that's all I can say is like, yeah, I started that one. But you know, like that. The hope is that it it kind of moves through seamlessly. And I, I think that's, I assume that's what a, a decent amount of co-writing duos do is like we kind of build the story together and and kind of take our own pieces and then put the pieces together
1: together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Sarah, quick question: Have you read Honor Among Thieves? the Star Wars book? No, I have not. Cause it's the legends book written by James S. A Corey. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, so I haven't read the expanse yet. I had the first book and I've had it for, it'll, it'll, it's going to look great on my shelf for years. Um, exactly. but, uh, I absolutely loved it. And, and yeah, I couldn't, couldn't tell with was seamless, but yeah, for any folks, the expanse, there is, there is a Han Solo, uh, uh, heist like caper book, uh, by James cool, S. A. Cool. Corey. And it's, it's excellent.
3: If I ever get around to reading Legends, I will read yeah. it. Like, but that's that's, that, that's a one. whole other
0: that's a whole no. other adventure. We you want know, to. we we want to so desperately. Oh my no. gosh, we'll yeah, there. It, The thing is, it, it's on my right against,
1: this one is right against the canon. Like, by totally. so it's like totally very similar to canon books, which is nice.
0: Yeah, love that. Yeah, but yeah, no Path of the Sea. Um, noteworthy queer romance too. Um, which I think is Ooh. which which is great, right? So, um. Somebody who doesn't believe the Jedi should have the Force, and then somebody who is a Force user. I mean, like that is just like setting up for a home mm-hmm. run right there. And somebody named Mother. Like, I, I want to know <sighs> all about. I want to know all about this. I am not going to me of the we get Mother I mean, in the visual. book. We get Mommy
1: in Andor. <laughs> we are speaking both ways, <laughs> gentlemen <laughs> of the class. Bonk 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 bonk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I'm I'm really I'm really here for the romance, and I agree with both of you yeah. guys in, in saying that yeah, yeah. like this feels like a, a smaller, more intimate story. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't feel as, you know, the the hyperspace disaster, which was like probably the biggest event you could possibly think of in a Star yeah. War, you know? Um mm-hmm. so I I'll be really interested to see how this book balances that really intimate story. Um, as we've talked about earlier in this episode, like with the world and the time that it exists in or if this is just or if this is just like a series of stories about smaller stories you know just in general i'll be yeah. curious to find out
0: yeah well uh that leads us to our next story which is uh quest for the hidden city by george Mann. so uh eric kick us off
1: let's do it uh so this is a middle grade novel uh you should read this second from what we've been told it starts mm-hmm. very similarly it is a time Oh wait, sorry <clears throat> Centuries before the Clone Wars of the Empire and the early <laughs> days of the High Republic, it was an age of great exploration in a galaxy far, far away. ellipses. <clears throat> it is a time of excitement and discovery. Daring pilots chart new routes through hyperspace while Pathfinder teams make contact with Frontier Worlds to invite them to join the Republic. When a, Pathfinder's team, when a Pathfinder team's communications droid is found drifting in space, damaged, and bearing a cryptic message, Jedi Knight Salandra Show and her Padawan, Rupert Natani, are sent to find the missing team members. Their investigation leads them to the planet Gloam, a ravaged world said to be haunted by mythical monsters. The situation on Gloam, or Gloam, I think it's Gloam, is more complicated and perilous than they think. A hyperspace explorer named Spence and his son Das are also stranded on the planet, and they quickly learn that the quote-unquote mythical monsters are very real and very, very dangerous. Can the Jedi find the missing pathfinders, save Das and Spence, and unravel the mystery of the monsters? The answer lies in a hidden city beneath the planet's surface. I love it. I love that's it. That's so fun. That's that is so a fun. middle grade novel written by a man who loves pulp and fun. There's a father-son duo. Like,
2: mm-hmm. There's a
1: cr- yeah, this kind of just... checks all the nice fun boxes for like a, I'm going to, you know, day drink on a Saturday and read this in one sitting. Like, that's kind of feels what I want to do. Uh, 21
3: plus 21 plus to, to date your Saturday and read this to, to be clear, to be clear. This is a book meant initially for, uh, (laughs) eight to 12 year olds. (laughs) don't <laughs> do that if you're age 12 please
1: <laughs> you, got, you got plenty of time to ruin your lives when you're our age <laughs> um i i
3: have to say that i really like that this book kind of like starts out with this um droid drifting in space it gives me ap5 vibes in the best oh, way sure. okay oh, in the we best love way. AP5. thank you i love ap5 i am a fan um i, I know recommend not the everyone is he's so he's so delightful um, <laughs> so i love how that's how this book kind of starts and and puts us into the action. So I will be really excited to read this one because I just I love the middle grade novels so much, man. Like, oh man, everybody should be reading more middle grade. If you skip the middle grade, take a second to ask yourself if you enjoy joy. And if you do, (laughs) consider reading a middle grade novel. Honestly though, like that second, yeah. Um honestly, because uh, you know, uh middle grade stories are all about like how do you fit in with others and like how do you create community? That, that's what, uh, that's kind of what the big idea of, of middle grade often is, um, yeah, it's, yeah. middle grade and YA are, well, middle grade is like the, how can I fit in? How can I find community? And then like, why is like, how do I find myself? Um, yeah. yep. and, uh, I think that that question about finding community, how do I, how do I live in this world that, you know, I'm changing in and the world is changing around me as an idea for middle grade stories is so vitally important to all ages of people. Um, we all need that reminder. And we often all need that perhaps more gently told every once in a while than when what we could get in an adult novel. Uh so this is me on my step stool, both feet on the step stool right now, uh telling you to pick up a middle grade novel, whether it be Star Wars or otherwise. Um one of my greatest pandemic reads was a middle grade novel in verse. Uh, I know that the Education director at the bookshop where I just finished up working, single tier slides down the right side of my face. Um, is as such a huge proponent of middle grade literature and recommends Amari and the Night Brothers by BB Alston. Um, so if you want to read a fantasy, there's one for you. Uh, but yeah, middle grade. And I am off the step stool. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for letting me step <laughs> on the step stool for well like a done. whole minute and a half.
0: Yeah, well I, I echo everything you said. Um, I, when it comes to these sorts of books, um, don't don't let the categorization of the reader the the intended reader deter you from uh, enjoying these stories and pulling lessons from them because as we have in like all of our discussions on middle grade i mean some of our middle grade discussions have been two hours like yeah. we, we talk about theme uh same i'm sure with you two at, at living Forest, eric is that you guys probably mm-hmm. dive into these just as much they're
1: so they're so good
0: they're as so master
3: kunpar once said um, my 2022 intention: part for the part, the whole for the whole, and each part for the role it pays, not for what you want it to be, not for what you hope it to be, for what it is. Uh, getting that tattooed on your body is my question.
0: What kind of a Where, long phrase to get tattooed on my body? Celebration London, Listen, do it. If <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be there, which I'm not, you can you can get it on Fair the shoulder same. blades. It's fine. You'll put it out there. Yeah, but, like, yeah. but like,
3: seriously, that is a that is a quote that comes directly from a middle grade novel about like a kid who is dealing with anxiety, and it, I. Specifically brought it into 2022 as my 2022 intention. You know, like, so there's something, there's something for readers of all ages here. Anyway, I am getting off of the step stool now. Don't let me get back on.
0: Uh, so I, I'm the one in the group that's, um, that's read this book and did the homework. Uh, I say that's sarcastic. You did. Well done. <laughs> Hold
3: on. Hold. I would like to set the record straight today in saying that I got the arc early and Brad said, can I borrow it and then send it back to you? And I said, yes, Brad, you can do that. And then he didn't send it back to me. Okay. And then by the time that we ended up meeting up again and in, in Hollywood, like the arc was sitting. At my front porch back home. Okay, to all be clear, right, it all comes out.
0: Anyways, exposed here at Friends of the Forest, we have the receipts. um <laughs> so I've read this book, and um my like non spoiler review of it is: it is a lot of fun. It is like, it is like part horror, um part coming of age, like you have been talking about with the genre. Um, Ruper Natani is a huge character in this book. Uh she's the Padawan like Eric read of uh Salandra Show and Cilandra Show. There is concept art of her on starwars.com. She quote views herself as a shield against evil in the galaxy. She's she has a, a lightsaber shield. shield. She's got a lightsaber so shield. Cool. <laughs> folks. Like she is basically Captain Nothing America cool. in Star Wars. She's so damn cool. Let me tell you. Like you're going to read this book and be like obsessed with this character she's so freaking cool um awesome. and i would i would say like if you're a fan of like wreath silas and like ram Jamram and um lula talisola uh mm. rupert natani is going to be a character that you attach yourself mm. to very quickly minute uh, horizon hive is yeah. rising
1: i love yeah. that <laughs> uh this this Minet
3: horizon hive is like just been out and about all the time they're they're all <laughs> <expensive>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh right in line it really is right in line with the rest of the the middle grade characters that Mm. we've we've uh been introduced to um and like eric talked about mythical mythical monsters secrets in a hidden city i mean there's a lot to unpack and uncover in this book that i think will lend itself to uh the rest of the phase and beyond so um not one you will want to miss and one that you will can probably easily plow through in an afternoon on your porch awesome whether or not you are,
3: you know, drinking an adult beverage. Correct. Or can Correct. afford a
1: porch. Hashtag or can afford a porch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. But, but Brad, Brad, make us happy and maybe a little steamy with the, with the final book here. Yeah,
0: yeah, we always end on the steamy here. Uh, Convergence by Zoraida Cordova. Uh, coming out the week of Thanksgiving. Talk about being thankful uh, for oh my a new God. Zoraida Cordova wow, right. Star Wars book. Because Goodness! It has been three years since Crash of Fate. Uh, I have been waiting for this. Although Zoraida has contributed to, uh, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back, she wrote a Boba Fett story, which is also excellent. Very um, iconic. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right, so I'm going to do my Tom McCain impression now. Okay. Centuries before the Clone Wars or the Empire, the early days of the High Republic, it was an age of great exploration in a galaxy far, far away. Okay, I'm done. Never doing that again. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> It is an age of exploration. Jedi travel the galaxy, expanding their understanding of their force and all the worlds and beings connected in it. Uh, meanwhile, the Republic, led by its two chancellors. Two! Two! Works to unite economy? worlds. <laughs> and that's be Who's paying that <laughs> salary? The taxpayers? Okay. Uh, <laughs> works to unite worlds in an ever-growing community among near and distant stars. On the close orbiting planets of Erim and Arono, the growing pains oh, of a galaxy oh. with limited resources but unlimited ambition are felt keenly. I love that. Their hatred for each other has fueled half a decade of escalating conflict and now threatens to consume surrounding systems. The last hope for peace emerges when heirs from the two planets' royal families plan to marry. Here comes Matt Smith, audiobook narrator. (laughs) Uh, Before lasting peace can be established, an assassination attempt targeting the couple tilts Aram and Arono back into all-out war. To save both worlds, Jedi Knight Gela Natai volunteers to uncover the culprit while Chancellor Keong appoints her son Axel Greylark to represent the Republic's (laughs) Republic's interest in the investigation.
3: his name is Axel Greylark, okay?
0: but Axel this man is involved in a romance sorry go ahead keep Keep going forward I've read enough romance books in
3: my life okay but Axel's
0: deep distrust of the Jedi sparks against Gella's faith in the force she's never met such a puffed up privileged party boy and he's never met a more self-serious relentless do-gooder the more they work to (laughs) <laughs> the more they work together to untangle the shadowy web of investigation, the more complicated the conspiracy appears to be. With acu- accusations flying and potential enemies in every shadow, the pair will have to work together to have any hope of bringing the truth to light and saving both worlds.
1: <laughs> My goodness. You
0: guys! Goodness. Um, Holy moly.
1: I, I want to I say one thing, and then I, I want to give Sarah this double-steps dueled box here. Um, I'm standing I, I, up. Again, to it's, be clear. it's been over 900 days since I've been on the show, so I, I I want I'm not entirely sure where <laughs> I remember lunch, the language very be yeah, But I'll yeah. say this, and if we have to bleep this out, you, you have children at home. I'm so sorry. Um, if you see the concept uh, the concept art for this, Axel Graylark is the fuck boy of Star Wars. <laughs> like he is so clearly an angular like this man has has climbed out so many windows at daybreak i swear to god and i'm so excited to see this adventure anyway sarah uh, you have the floor oh and you, are, you are literally standing on this, <laughs> on this call.
3: brad knows when i stand up i, I start to yell about things <laughs> i um have a real love for zoraida cordova uh i don't know if she knows this um, but it's true she love her i love her, books. I, love her, her I love her she's got great taste um she's delightful uh you know she writes uh romance novels under a pen name great no uh just no notes um and i am weak for <laughs> a messy ridiculous man <laughs> in the fiction. and we're getting that it's fine with me and i'm great i'm doing great i'm so excited about our jedi so excited about this duo uh i'm ready to cry about orla and Komak Vetus, don't get me started. Literally, do not get me started. I will t- go about, go on like a capital R rant <laughs> about Komak Vetus and
0: how many feelings I have about him. Capital R um, but- rants, more like a capital R rake.
1: Hey, <laughs> he is a- such a, a rake. A- a- Axel Greylark is a rake. That's Absolutely. 100%. You, you can't spell Greylark without rake. That, that's You literally that's, cannot. That is,
2: that's literally
1: true. <laughs> I, that.
3: I literally stopped and started like R. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I didn't show enough excitement for the other two books now, but like I'm actually really, really excited for both of those two. But I uh, just the way that this one is framed speaks to me. And I'm so sorry <laughs> for how unsufferable yeah. I will become.
1: No. I
2: will also <laughs> say
3: that I was is not all. The
1: biggest I was not the biggest fan of the Iron Man Arona flashbacks in um Oh into the darkness. I, I, I think that um I, I know that Claudia Gray spoke uh, to us when we interviewed her way back when that there were some parts of the book that she had an idea for for a certain event and then she had to go back and, and kind of retouch mm. it up. We'll never quite know what that was, but I do wonder if... This, if Anyway, something had to be touched up and it seemed a little bit more incongruous to the main story for me. That being said, I, this, this, because of everything Sarah you just said, and also, the way this is framed, I'm excited for this story of Man Affron- and Arona. Uh, I think I got this wrong. Uh, but to reframe- you got it. The story, the, the, to, reframe the, to reframe the flashbacks in phase one. Uh, to, like, kind of give those more depth. Because, like, come on. 100 years war, and the heirs, and assassination, and oh- we're hiding, but there's only one bed. Like, come on! We know what we're doing. that's exactly
0: what I want in this world. But I'm, I'm, I'm a senator. You're a Jedi. I'm a senator. It's giving <laughs> on a dollar. Reform- we know how it goes. But also, yeah. if you're like, ooh,
3: I would like a uh, forced, uh, or not like forced, but like arranged political arrangement marriage sort of fantasy uh you know not so friends to lovers uh the hurricane wars comes out fall 2023 if you know you know if you don't now you do um and that's going to be a south asian inspired epic fantasy trilogy um by uh, a thea who is also better known as disasterisms okay that's it Bye. and more recently rip to kyla renvivo
1: <laughs> wow well, there you go. Now you know. If you didn't know, like myself, now you know.
3: Um, <laughs> now you know. Yeah, this is exciting. You know. This is
1: an exciting one. And I mean, the adult novels are also so fun. And I think it's interesting yeah. that this is the last book in the phase. We'll see how it works out. We'll see if it confuses folks. But I mean, if this has some more big events, let, let's do it. I'm all about it. Yeah, right. it is an
0: interesting departure to do the uh, adult book last because like every, every phase so far has done or every wave phase wave oh, god damn it we're back at it again uh it's so hard. every 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 wave um you know has has had the adult book first to kind of set up the pivotal events of the wave right like there's the there's the great disaster there's a the republic fair and then there's the fallen starlight beacon right um i will say like based on reading quest for the hidden city i wouldn't really consider this a spoiler um and maybe eric you can you can uh support this as well. Uh Aram mm-hmm. and Arono seems to be the staple events of phase two, wave one. Would you agree with that?
1: They have not yet appeared for me
0: in okay. Path of Deceit.
1: Okay. So I will say that I yeah. So so far Path of Deceit is is definitely more i I don't know how to say this in, in a weird way, but like it's more of like a the vibes of the force. And it is more about the idea of the path of the open hand and their growth and their power, seems to be very much what that book is focused on thus far. Again, have not finished it. Uh, Justine Ireland, especially, is very famous for the last parts of her books getting very explosive. So who knows if we find our way there. Uh, but that is very Dalna and uh, path centric thus far.
2: Uh,
3: gotcha. Read Rust in the Root by Justine Ireland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Out now where her books are sold. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, Quest for the Hidden City doesn't take place on those planets, but I think it's sort of um happening in the periphery. There's a sense of it happening that this war has been ongoing and that's sort of just the galactic scope of this time period. So, um I think it's going to be interesting once we get to Convergence, like what mm-hmm. do we get like kind of a larger look at the galaxy during this time period because Quest is like a much more like focused story a smaller scale story just like all the other middle grades have i think with the exception of race to crash point tower because that one was pretty directly involved with the republic fair compared to uh Test of courage a mission to disaster which happened on the periphery so quest is more of a on the periphery book um and i think the aram aram and arona war is going to be sort of the centerpiece for uh for for wave one of phase two um Zoraida Cordova being back in Star Wars again, like i I like she was on Sarah and I's like wish list for high Republic authors, and so when mm-hmm. it got announced, like we were screaming in Facebook Messenger at each other. we were so excited um she is a voice that is needed in Star Wars. We love romance. How's our man waking up one morning for one chapter with no pants um which is also. Fantastic, which Brad, Kevin,
3: which Brad will bring up at any turn. Every single I remember it every time.
0: Um, so well done, so honestly yeah. written, so yeah. honestly <laughs> written. <laughs> I mean, I bring it up so often because, like, Calvin was really like, do. "I'm gonna go." Calvin was like, "I'm gonna go there," right? And so I'm curious yeah. as to what sort of leaps Zoraida takes in this book. Like, do we get some like big would eat You know,
1: Elzar alive. Also, as far as the people that have now canonically had sex in Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
3: I just also have to say that I've, I've, you know, um, Sam Mags has said that she has gotten an edit that, um, the, her Jedi, oh gosh, Battle Scars book is too yep. spicy.
1: Tom, come on. What are we doing?
3: <clears throat> oh no. But like, um, okay. Okay. So we've got this moment with Elzar. I mean, Princess and is not like capital S spicy you know, it's all, it's all implied, which is, which is fine. It's a whole, you know, it's I, just another side of romance. But you know. Um, so is Zorida bringing the spice? Like where's the line these days? You know, that's what I'm really wondering, you know, where, where, where does the spicy line start and end yeah. for Star Wars? I,
1: think the line will always be pretty, pretty implied with Star Wars. But
3: Elzar Man, okay? You, you, you opened up a whole new door, okay? That
1: might be the line though. I think that, I don't think we're ever going to get like full on, like, and then they took each oh, other in the, oh, but I think okay. it might be the, the light, the lights. It's kind of like when you had sex in the original fable game for the Xbox. i have going to that. <laughs> you, you talk to them, the lights go down and they come up and then you're like putting your clothes on. I think that's about <laughs> where we're going to live. But like, but that's
3: like, that's recent, you know, for star Wars. Yeah, That's true. You know? I mean, so it, it's, it's all very, very curious to me. Not that I'm like, hyper-focused on this very one specific aspect. But I just find it interesting that, like, the line is being drawn and redrawn for Star Wars storytelling in different mediums, like, in our present moment. And I yeah. think that is just really fascinating. Yeah, I yeah. haven't been
1: on that High Republic AO3 yet, but I'm sure you could find some lines
0: that have just been abolished,
1: so. <laughs>
3: and that's what AO3 is for.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, I, I think if anything's obvious from uh, our, our our conversations on these three books, uh phase phase two wave one uh is gonna slap it's gonna be a good time i think we have a lot to yeah. look forward to um i want to do like a quick rapid fire for each of you um Uh-oh. what is yeah. like just for phase two in its entirety like all the titles that we talked about were alluded to um what's your heavy hitter and what's your sleeper ooh. ooh. uh
1: i'm sarah i'm gonna throw it to you i'm, I'm unprepared
0: um how do you
3: mean like like which one am i most excited for which one am i like Ooh, so, this could be so, really yeah, great we don't heavy,
0: know heavy hitter so like i'm thinking of fantasy football right so like your heavy hitter is yeah, like your, see, first that's, pick, that's, your first pick yeah that's, right? that's
3: uh not language i understand so i, do heavy it, I
0: like it <coughs> heavy hitter is your first pick like you get the okay. first pick of the of the draft. like you get to pick the best okay. player in the league right um player you're, you're most anticipating will do a superb job uh, your yeah. sleeper is like somebody that other people might not think of as a heavy hitter, but you're like, oh no, they're a sleeper. And when they wake up, they're going to be a heavy hitter, but everybody okay. else thinks they're just sleeping.
3: Unsurprisingly, it is Convergence by Serrata Cordova, um, my heavy hitter. Um, I think cause we have not spent a lot of time talking about the comics on this episode, just because I think we know a lot less about them. Uh, my sleeper is the higher public adventures by d j o that was uh, a a really so good um that so easily became my one of my favorite stories uh in phase one, and I didn't expect that at all and I was really so so positively delighted that it was um but my other sleeper is the Battle of Jeddah by George Mann, which we haven't talked about at all here, but that's an audio drama we i think as a fandom have always had a fascination of, of jeddah, and mm-hmm. i I'm exceptionally excited to hear more about it in an audio format, just especially considering how brilliant Tempest Runner was, uh, on the production side of things.
1: Hilariously, I will say my heavy hitter is the battle of Jedi. I think that like everyone that watched rogue one is like, where did these statues in the sand come from? Like, when were these up? When were these, the Lord of the Rings guys like this was epic. So I think that is that is my heavy hitter of hmm. like that story. And I think that the the format is obviously I think makes it a little more of a sleeper. I I totally right. acknowledge. um, But I think that that is going to be epic. Truly with a capital E. My sleeper is becoming less of a sleeper as the weeks go on because we're getting a little more art for it. Again, a comic. It's the blade by Charles Soule. Uh, Porter yeah. Angle is about to be a sexy sword fighter that knows how to cook, <laughs> and it's just gonna and be like... And if that's
3: not your ideal, man, I don't know who is.
1: I don't even know you. Um, but Charles <laughs> Soule has always said, like, everything he talks about the blade, he's like, Porter Angle is full stop the best swordsman to ever do it in the Jedi. Ever. Period. Yeah. So, the fact that this is also as a visual medium, as a comic, we are gonna see the best swordsman that Jedi have ever known artistically rendered in his prime. And I'm like, this is just going to, I think make everyone go back to like light of the Jedi. When we first hear portal on, on a Afron- on Alfrona, and be like this guy. Oh my God. Now he's old. But when he was young, he was freaking Zorro. Like this is going to be, right. gonna be just absolutely epic. So those are my yeah. two.
0: Okay, so my heavy hitter and my sleeper are kind of a mix between the both of you. I'm going to compromise here. My heavy mm-hmm. hitter is Convergence because again, I can't resist Forbidden Romance, romance between Jedi Senator. It just it's just it's just bread for success. Like I I have no yeah. other way to It's talk always about worked it.
1: out well too. Clearly, that's the right. most important Clearly thing.
0: Clearly never had any problems with that sort of romance in Star Wars. Uh, always led to good things. Uh and then my sleeper, like Eric, I have to agree, Eric, the blade. I mean, Let's everything go. I see, everything oh. I see about the blade, like, I mean, from, from mm. Porter Angle's uh, lightsaber hilts, which, mm-hmm. like you said, Zoro vibes, heavy Zorro vibes. Um, but I think most importantly, too, like finally learning about the origin of the Barash Vow, which like we've heard in the Darth Vader comics, you yeah. know, from Kristen Baver's Skywalker Family at War book. Obi-Wan takes the Barash Vow on Tatooine. Um, We know at the end of Into the Dark, uh, Des Raiden takes the Barash Vow. That's right! Des so, Ryden.
1: Wow, that's great. Yeah. Right. I can't believe you pulled yeah. that
0: name out of like the ether. I couldn't wow. have done that's,
1: that. that. That's a name really? I haven't heard in a long time. Long <laughs> Everybody's
0: time. like, oh yeah, the Barrage Val Vader comic. I'm like, uh, this is Des Ryden erasure right now. Like, how dare you? Um, but here's the thing. I don't just, I just don't remember details like that. Like <laughs> Well, he's such a minuscule <laughs> character, and I do wonder if he'll come back into phase three again. If phase two is sort of a, hey, Desperate here's fun. all the info you need to succeed in phase three. Like, right. will he come back into phase three once we have the context of the Barash vow? But recently we learned on StarWars.com that uh, Porter Angle's sister is actually named Barash. Wild. Which wait, was
1: wait, wait. Yeah. Shit. Oh, my God, Sarah, I'm getting the moment now. I got to see you hear that. That's amazing. This does feel great. <laughs> the Blade, I do have to date on things. Blade. I'm not even a real
0: fan. Like, <laughs> So, like, Porter and Barash, brother, sister, High Republic. Oh, like it is going oh, this, I no. this I think this comic's gonna blow us mm. out of the water. Like Charles soul is gonna deliver. Like I'm so excited. Gosh.
1: Okay. And now it's, it's yeah, like go. pa- five, six issues? I don't remember. Anyway. Right. i hope okay. So somebody,
3: I don't know who. We've got two, three people in this Google Doc, you know, that we we put the thing this put the cover <laughs> in the Google Doc. Me. Yeah. It's kind of sexy.
1: It's really sexy, the blade. He's like... <laughs> We're, we are
2: looking
3: at his back and he's kind of got his face turned to the side and then he's got like both hands behind his back holding his lightsaber hilt. I don't know, mm-hmm. with the like the Nile and other bad guys in the back. Kind of sexy.
1: Would you call that like a hand flex a little bit? I was grabbing his own little little, little robe there. Uh,
3: this is... Okay, actually, now the more that I zoom in, the more intense it gets. I get it, guys. I get it.
1: Um, But... Yeah. I'm or certainly not gonna say Kylo, it. it.
0: It's giving Kylo run flexes his wet hand and last Jedi vibes. <laughs> that's it.
1: It's that mixed oh. with, with mixed with McFadden and in Pride and Prejudice. That's the deal. Oh my <laughs> so, god. Oh yes.
3: my oh my god. Okay. I know um, what to
1: say.
0: I know the words <laughs> to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
3: this is a real unhinged episode for us you guys uh i know
0: listen if you've I've made now it this zoomed... far you deserve it
3: i need to know i need you to know that i've now zoomed in 200 percent on this google doc just to kind of see <laughs> the details on this one um but i also need you to know that somebody 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 also, also put the axel graylark image into the doc and then wrote pictured colon fuck boy um that was so me. <laughs>
2: guilty Both I just to be clear about accurate. the chaos
3: that's happening right now um <laughs> this is, we need to stop we need to stop like as as friends you know i just i just want friend to friend i think we need to calm mm, down
1: it, that's it <laughs> yeah. yeah and
3: the episode over and recording we'll, we'll oh, stop when gone, they gone. do i God. mean
1: everyone in star wars tv is now hot everyone in star wars books is now hot we just haven't this is it now <laughs> this is where we live here's the yeah. thing
3: first of all what did we do to deserve this we didn't we didn't nothing. um so absolutely we're being nothing. blessed that's very mm-hmm. kind of everybody second of all when did star wars get hot
0: like wow okay Great. secretly you know, like slowly grateful. yeah yeah poe dameron might actually be the resurgence of the daddy oh, and you then, know what? and then there was pedro and then like you know it's the latino men in star wars who are like you're, bringing it back you're and...
3: absolutely right about it being um Oscar Isaac. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. There was a point in time I was in college when these movies came out. There was a point in time where I was like, guys, we're going to cover our fridge in like the promo shots of Oscar Isaac and then Diego Luna. Um, Cause they like, they had like really good promo shots that were also just very attractive and we never ended up doing it, but I think <laughs> about it to this day.
1: You're <laughs> doing a weird thing where you're speaking in the past tense. I don't understand that. I don't, I don't see why this is.
3: <laughs> to be clear, I'm not in college now. um I did graduate. I did get a degree. It might be yeah. sitting under a pile of like t shirts and books on my book cart um because it happened during, you know, like March 2020, but it's fine. I did get it. I do yeah. have it. I spent a lot of I'm money. I'm just saying it. that
1: there are probably new magnets of Diego Luna that are going to be coming out this year. So I'm going to upgrade that. My wall's ready. Right. Okay, right. would you
3: buy would you buy the beard or the no beard one? That's the question of the day. I'm on have beard. Seen it,
1: I haven't seen no beard yet,
3: but you've seen no beard in the trailers.
1: It's true. I got a beard. I mean beard. I'm usually not a beard guy. If I have the choice, but the God, beard it's so striking. It's so striking. Yeah, the beard.
0: Oscar them. Isaac's beard one, in I Dune is like really supreme, though. I got like, that. <laughs> that's the this best. Is not, we can the
3: Questions. Guys, we want to record an After Dark episode after this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's up Patreon? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Uh
3: We can just make a special oh Patreon God. episode. Uh
0: Yeah. But hey, speaking of hot, we got some hot questions from some Why? listeners. The transition. 10/10. You ten. nailed it. Seamless. Nailed it. Nailed Beautiful. Uh, first question here, uh we wrap up with a little bit of a quick rapid fire Q&A. Uh first question's from Emma Park at Irma Jedi 26, who is actually uh your your associate Eric. She's, uh, the she's best. content manager at Utini. Emma's great. Uh Emma asks, "Yes, love this team up. Here's my question. Uh who will be the best Jedi in phase 2 and why is it Porter Blade of Bardota Angle? Uh what's his famous recipe going to be in this new phase?" No, no way it can top the nine egg stew, right? <laughs> nine eight stew is iconic that's all i have to say about that i don't i don't
3: i don't think anybody anything can top that he's been perfecting that for 100 years sorry
1: yeah uh (laughs) i mean emma you're absolutely right it's gonna be porter angle and his best recipe will be like battle rations because he's just gonna be on the field slaughtering
2: people all the time
1: (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't learn to cook yet (laughs) he's just eating like crackers and dirt
3: (laughs) you don't think like his one single hobby Um. is like just cooking
1: I don't think he has a hobby. I think his only hobby is the blade.
3: You know, like <laughs> it's just, I, well, he might be like the blade, and then he also has a hobby, you know, like the duality of man, you know?
1: It's a great <laughs> point. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he I have to he agree. like
3: fights some enemies and then he goes home and like cooks a really nice meal for himself and is like. Hmm, oh, he de-stresses.
1: Day. <laughs> He's like, it was the will of the force. It was the will of the force. I had to cut all of them. none. It was the will of the force. Let's cook, let's let's relax, let's ignore exactly. it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Why not <laughs> we down. go to therapy
1: when we can cook?
3: exactly exactly (laughs) gotta
0: wind down after a tough day of work men will literally make a nine egg stew instead of going to therapy
2: (laughs) (laughs) perfect Perfect. oh Oh, god i love this episode so much
0: all right our next question here is from uh, sky dancer at sky dancer jedi um and uh they ask who do you think the evil enemy will be for this phase what will the jedi's greatest (gasps) challenge be the jedi's greatest challenge how might phase two set up things for phase one i'm i believe they mean phase three uh love eric eilerson to the stars oh love you too thank you yeah wait also phase Uh, one Also phase one yeah i guess because it's a prequel so that's a a valid point yeah the big bat because like Marky.
1: I'm not. It keeps happening. The <laughs> Nile. The Nile. Oh, we'll oh, go there. The oh, Nile oh, were like such a clear big bad. Like the Drengrir were there. Yeah, but like the Nile were like the thing. It's a great question for phase two. I ooh, don't think ooh, there's going to be a
3: clear big bad.
1: I think the big bad will be themselves.
3: Exactly. Mm.
1: Mm. Inner turmoil ooh. about what the force means. I think that will be, ooh. I think there will be a divide.
0: That speaks to me. Yeah. Um, I, I think when we look at the original question of the higher public, which was what do the Jedi fear? Um, <gasps> this was talked heavily about in the trailer shadows comic, yes. the idea that really the leveler kind of only attacks you and is only a threat if you're fearful. Right. Um, and I, I believe kind of the crux of the higher public and like the really like the thesis statement of it is like, you only have to fear fear itself. Um, so to speak. And so I think, uh, I think that. Yeah, I agree with you, Eric. Fear is going to be the enemy. Ooh. Fear, it's like, how did the Jedi uh, develop fear? This is the fear? mind killer. Yeah, you could <laughs> say. Um, and, we, and we know from the end of Midnight Horizon that Yoda makes his triumphant return with somebody, a hooded figure that we don't know about, but somehow holds the key to all of this, to the leveler, to mm-hmm. everything, right? Nice. Um, and so I think, I think secrets have been buried for quite some time. So the, I think phase two will show us uh, what secrets do get buried by the Jedi. And why are they so fearful in Phase One? Uh, to set up Phase One, as as Skydancer was asking. Um, I also mm. noteworthy too. At Celebration, we got those two pieces of concept art. Um, one was the Nameless, oh. uh, and also the other one was also the Nameless, but they both look different. Uh, one was yeah. sort of like a blue creature, and then yeah. the other was Super like a white creature. Be really clear. Right? Yeah. Was this
1: was the second? Was the mega evolution of the <laughs> So it's almost Super like it's like scary. it's like the
0: leveler before it got poisoned and after it got poisoned. Uh, yes. So I, 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 yes. I, I My hot take is Planet X. Quest for Planet X. Planet X is the planet of the levelers that Martian goes to in Oh shit! Eye of the, Eye of the storm comic. Yes. Oh, planet I love is, that. Planet X Write is also down. going to be the planet that uh, Vanessa Rowe has the path to that that uh, Marie yeah. Santeca gave her in oh, uh, Out of the God, Shadows. Oh Shut yeah. up. Right yeah, yeah.
3: Tank, oh. Holy yeah. heck, I, w- I fully believe you.
1: Wow. I will also say if anyone's listening and that isn't actually a, that you've avoided the comics for the most part, because you're like, you know, like a visual story reader. That's fine. Everyone has a different thing. Uh, I had the storm, which which Brad just mentioned, um, the Marquee on Roe comic. It, it is more like a novel with a few like pictures in it. It's very really, yeah. um, yeah. word heavy. So if you're not quite a comic reader and want a little more like prose narration, I w- I would recommend just, just picking up those two issues. You might find it more accessible, and you get a ton of info about him, including uh the the name of of his race, which shows up again in uh, Path of Deceit. So yeah, yeah. Plug, also, so. uh,
0: only place you'll currently get post Fallen Star story. Yes, which is also wow. wonderful. Uh, and the back. mention. Most uh, so importantly, the mention. The only other mention of of Kevin Tarr after. Kevin Tar. Uh, Listen, if Kevin Tar doesn't come back <sighs> in phase Kevin. three, I'll be so upset. I will be. That's my, my shit.
1: Kevin. <laughs> Kevin is so important to me. Uh, I, I, I my, just I just love scene. that we have like Bix and Cassian and Elzar and Avar and Martian, and then there's like Tim. And Kevin, (laughs) Tim with two M's, Kevin, uh, and also in um,
3: Quest for the Hidden Hidden City, Spence.
2: Oh yeah, right—the
1: nickname for Spencer,
3: Spence. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love. Great
1: question. Great question. It's such a great thing.
0: Um, so uh, this uh, this is a comment from Cheryl. We have two more here. Cheryl, who is a patron of the show and also a friend of the Living Forest Podcast, love you so dearly, Cheryl. Um, she just was His like, best. she just said, "I love it when Eric's on Friends of the Forest. His appearance on Friends of the Forest is why I got back in the Star Wars books. I'm so happy he's back on one of your favorite pods. Can't wait to hear you all together. Mm-hmm. Just some good vibes. Thank you, Cheryl, for being a supporter Thank of the show you. and for Cheryl, we love you. Um, supporting you, Teenie and Living Forest Pod. Met
1: Cheryl in line at um at at the at the Falcon in Galaxy's Edge oh. uh, during the the day before." Uh celebration started. We we spotted each other after all these years, and one of the best hugs i have ever received. Love you, Cheryl.
0: Love that. Yeah. <laughs> we we watched the Andor trailer on my iPhone with Cheryl and uh Travis, who's another patron, uh, oh. on the cement floor inside uh in front of the Star Wars show game. sailing which was not premiering anything at that time for so some reason. Weird. Um, but we all watched it together. And that was our first we time. We were like guys uh,
3: an andor trailer has <laughs> dropped. We have to watch it. But also yeah. we met Cheryl so. and Marie Claire, like in the middle yeah. of this, We were Disney like walking nuts. past each other and we were like point, 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 point. Hi.
0: <laughs> yeah. What a great time. What uh, a great time. Great time. Great time. Uh, so our last question here uh, and then we will close out is from at Plo Koon Poon. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Love that. Love that. Um, they ask, what do you think the quote sins against the nameless end quote are that will end up requiring Jedi sacrifices? And this, speaking of egg drops, Easter egg drops throughout, uh, pre high Republic time is, uh, this is a master and apprentice drop right yeah, here. It uh, is. Gray's book, master and apprentice. One of it features many prophecies. One of which, uh, says only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the order cleanse the sin done to the nameless.
1: So good. There's also a weird prophecy about an egg, but we'll ignore that one for now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the danger of the <laughs> past not... is not the past, but sleeps in an egg. <laughs> You, i Go love off, how you that pulled off. up you're like i'm Go ready off. for that one. oh
1: god the sin against the nameless what is it
0: yeah again again the nameless i mean that at, at this point in star wars when i hear nameless i'm like okay that's connect it's all connected it's story great obviously yeah like
1: yeah. what is the sin done against
0: the nameless like, I mean, I, I think it goes back to the concept art. We see two different forms of the leveler. Like, what do, right. do the Jedi, are the Jedi the ones that poison the leveler to become something worse they, than they are?
1: They corrupt it into a weapon by trying to... And and why does the sacrifice of the Jedi have to happen in order to do... And also, it's a prophecy we read about in Master and Apprentice, which takes place dec- centuries after the High Republic... Yeah. I
3: think the sin done to the nameless um comes specifically from a choice to not understand.
1: Yeah.
2: Sure. Um
3: and 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 maybe I'm completely 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 off. And if I am, so be it. So be it. But um no. I I you know, we're talking about questing, we're talking about um relationships, we're talking about views of the force, we're talking about Um, the ways in which we want the world to be. Uh, And when we encounter someone who is different from ourselves, who has a different goal and a different understanding, uh, instead of sitting down and choosing to listen and understand, we other them. Um, And I wonder if that's ultimately what happens to the nameless, if they are othered or if they are... um, A lot of talk about colonization and expansion, um, in, uh, in colonial systems in phase one. I wonder perhaps if that comes back in a way in phase two, sin done to the nameless, you know, if quest Quest for for planet Planet X, X. X. if that is wherever the nameless began or where they live or where they are and people, um, come and invade that and take that for their own or decide that the nameless are not enough for that place um, that could be an understanding that or misunderstanding that um, or or just like a deliberate power move that might cause ripple effects I don't know I'm making right. shit up but I no, feel like, no, I actually I feel think like that's kind of the, the crux of, um, of life is that we choose not to understand one another anyway anyway
0: it's 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 ambition it's greed. it's all of those worst traits that divide the galaxy further i think i think like in many ways we are all the republic is maybe the root of the problem right like did sure. was was planet x the was planet x the event um you know event zero that kind of caused it all and then did the jedi try to cover that up
1: yeah well a and like, there's such an like and we're seeing already in the promos for path of deceit with the path of the open hand like They see, like you were saying, Sarah, they see the Force one way, the Jedi see the Force another way. Anytime the Jedi try to expand and promote themselves, it doesn't work out, right? Like Starlight Beacon was all about Mm -hmm. pushing forward. Down it comes. We go all the way back to the freaking last Jedi. Of course we're going to go back there. Luke says to say that if the Jedi die, the light dies is vanity. Can't you see that? The fact that the Jedi are like, we are the light of the Jedi. Excuse Ah. me? Ah. Like, they are saying, we are going to go out, we are going to be the light, and we are going to go, basically, maybe encroach upon the nameless, and enforce our view of the force and the light upon them, and in doing so, do you turn them into the most horrific monsters, and only by them coming back to enact their vengeance upon Starlight Beacon, and upon the Jedi Order... That's the path of vengeance.
3: Guys, can I read the definition of cataclysm for you? Oh my gosh. Yes, you may, sir.
1: Please do. (laughs) Alrighty, alrighty. Oh my gosh.
3: Strapping. A large scale and violent event in the natural world. Or a sudden violent upheaval, especially in a political or social context. Okay? Okay?
1: Sounds about right. Unreal. (laughs) Sounds about right.
2: Great question.
3: (laughs) Clearly we have some thoughts about it
0: that is actually like such an incredible question and i think what's the most important thing to this this phase right like quest for the jedi like what is that quest it's their quest for for bringing together the republic or knowledge or whatever and it's going to be their downfall um yep you know i think it i think wave is. 1 maybe maybe wave 1 is sort of opening pandora's box and then wave 2 is like finding out what happens yep. when you open pandora's box yeah. and and yeah. phase 1 is the repercussions of that many years later when those tools fall into the hands of the Nile. Um, yeah. So wave one, yeah. fuck
1: around. <laughs> wave two, find out. <laughs> like, honestly, honestly, and, oh, and then of course phase three is uh, trials of the Jedi. Right. So when we right. get back to the modern time, <laughs> they are facing the repercussions of all yeah. of this. Oh, that's so. not. This is not bode well, you guys. This is not. But also, also, maybe none of that. <laughs> like, you know, I think we, 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 may have just absolutely cracked it, but also maybe not.
3: Um, okay. But like really though, trial of the trials of the Jedi does not bode well, does not no. bode well. Okay. And um, while we're here and we're speculating, what color is the logo going to be? Say it with me. One, two, three, mm. red, red, red.
0: <laughs> red. We all know that the best star Wars is red guys. Red? The Clone Wars season seven, last Jedi and or yep. revenge of the Sith. Like, come on. Come on. it's
1: all gonna be red watch it's gonna be like and it's green and we're like what the hell no sometimes Del- wh- delay it delay those again make it red
3: you know sometimes the trial means green for go into the no. trial
1: no it means red for absolutely stop please stop what you're doing yeah let's find good
3: please
1: it's oh got to be red. The best question is: Are we actually ever going to get a uh, higher Republic Funko or Black series before Phase Three ends? <laughs> no, we know.
0: No. no, no way. No, release the merch, please. I need the Buriaga Funko merch. Pop. Come oh on, boy, man. please. Whew. We are, we are like at the two-hour mark. Um, my God, this was so much fun. This is amazing, guys. I had no fun.
1: <laughs> I, no, this was a business. I swear to God, if we're wrong, I'm going to be
0: livid. Yeah, no, I'm, my my expectations are too high now. Uh, bound for managed. failure and disappointment. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but no, really, I I think um, and Sarah, you can add to this if you'd like. The preview episodes are the the preview episodes before each wave are always my favorite um, because not only do we have like a new guest on to get their perspective and to speculate and talk about what's interesting and exciting, um, but it gets us in like that mindset for the high republic you know when so many other things are going on like Andor's happening but now i'm like after two hours like okay i'm ready let's do it let's read path of deceit tomorrow like i'm i'm so excited um how are you feeling i'm just wondering
3: why we don't talk with eric all the time about the high republic
2: <laughs> but change you know what it's Three because it's
3: because i'm just really bad at like t- actually talking to people on this app i love it's so, so many i love so many people like genuinely like I just have so much admiration and respect for uh, them. And like, whenever we talk, we get along swimmingly. And then I just like, never text them again. Mm. And, and Garbage. I'm so sorry that I never text you, Eric.
1: So no, the C8, <laughs> we broke the seal. That's how it works. I hope. I hope. We're at like the Andor premiere. It's, now that it's here, it's all I want. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I, gosh, talk. I mean, we, we, we did talk off air a little before this about, about this phase and how it's been weird that there hasn't been as much promotion and that we're all and or crazed. But Brad, I'm the same way. Now, after these two hours, I'm like, I, I, I'm going to read it a bit before I go to bed. I'm just now more psyched to be in that world again and discover things and just mm-hmm. live in this. And it's just yeah. so exciting that, I mean, to go on even a larger scale, we are getting the High Republic and or rings of power and house of the dragon all at the same time and it is just a great and pumpkin spice lattes are back like it is just a great time of year to exist yeah I'm about also
3: it. also fall book release season is crazy
1: oh it's going yo Dude. i got my, my tracy dion pre-ordered i got my chuck wendig pre-ordered i'm oh, um, like nice. I got Babel. like i'm ready
3: Oh my gosh, I'm getting a copy of Tread of Angels by Rebecca Roanhorse from a Goodreads giveaway. And I almost cried last night over that. I'm so that comes glad out that you November. won that.
1: I don't think people actually won those. I thought they were a myth.
3: No, they're real. So I've that's... won one before in the past, but like, uh, it's, yeah, I enter a lot of them. But Amazing. Like, oh my gosh, there's so many great things happening this season. I just feel very. Very capitably blessed, and I and you're right, Eric. Like this excitement of discovery after having this conversation. Um, there's not that there's nothing to discover with Andor because there is because like even though we know the outline of it, you know, there's a lot to like dive into. Because like who knew yeah. Cyril Karn was going to be like the scene stealer in the first three episodes? He's just like fascinating right? to watch, right? Um, who knew? Um, but like the discovery of the higher public is is probably the most thrilling piece of it. Uh, that we're getting to kind of dive into this entirely new world. And now we're going even further back in time. So there's going to be even more that's new and that doesn't feel exactly the same as phase one. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, and I'm, I'm so glad we've gotten the opportunity today to just like really get energized about it because uh, we have so many great storytellers who are bringing us these stories and who are uh, sharing their vision with us uh, within this world. And uh, I can't wait to see what we discover
0: in these books. I feel like there's going to be some delicious material. Give be the best. Oh, gosh, I cannot wait. I'm, I'm so excited for everybody listening to this to start reading Path of Deceit next week. And then Quest for the Hidden City again, November 1st, Convergence, November 22nd. And then so many other books coming in the pipe for 2023 um, before we all meet at Celebration again and talk about phase three uh trials of the jedi so it's going to yes. be a, a long phase uh it's going to be a phase of uh, uncovering knowledge and figuring out what the heck our heroes got to do to win um or maybe not win who knows because yeah, maybe, right. maybe
3: not, not of the
0: yeah no, how does it all oh, culminate no. with the acolyte is the question um am you know scared. I, I think it's a little bit ironic that the jedi are like hey guys we, we beat the gear and the nile and the levelers great and the sith are like a bitch you thought uh so that's <laughs> i that's, was that's, that's story <laughs> yeah i'm yeah, concerned so. i'm concerned yeah uh it'll be interesting it'll be interesting but hey we made it so happy another preview for the higher public in the books thank, thank you so much eric for joining us on this uh, adventure here uh, for the last few hours. Um, where can our oh listeners gosh. find you online? And like, what do you got coming up on Utini Living Forest, et cetera?
1: Yeah. So uh, you can find me most directly on Twitter at Eric Eilerson. Uh, my, my name is full of E's and there's no O's. Um, I'm at utini.com and Living Force Podcast. Uh, every Monday night we do a live YouTube show. It's on all your podcatchers, on our YouTube channel on the Utini YouTube. Um, coming up, we are, let's see, we, we're chatting Princess and the Scoundrel um we got just book related shows all the time we're gonna be talking about andor every weekend and at the end of the year we'll have our you which is our award show where we have the fan vote and on their favorite things of all the year and we get all dressed up in suits and ignore our families on christmas vacation so (laughs) it's a great time and uh yeah mostly though you'll see me on twitter yelling about the higher public and uh, frankly just a lot of NFL football. I'm in my red zone era right now. That's me for the next 6 months. And if you like that, <laughs> come on over and see why I didn't win in fantasy every week.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and That's I will me. say if you are a listener of of Friends of the Forest, but you don't listen to the book conversations over on the Living Forest podcast, do that because they talk just as long about books as we do. so <laughs> We just, love books. you, they're so, you they, know, they're both, they're, they're so, good. Are so good. They're so good. How could we not, you know? How could we not? So, if you're like, wow, I listened to two hours of conversation and I haven't jumped over and listened to the Living Forces two hours of conversation, do that. You know, give yourself four you guys, hours of
0: conversation. You know, treat yourself.
1: treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. That's all we're trying to do. <laughs> Truly. That's all we're trying to do. Uh.
0: Yes, amazing. Well, thank you again for joining us. I can't believe it's of been course. almost a thousand days. Um, Not again. On the podcast. Not again. I say never again. Never again. Uh, never again. I don't We're know, know, how that, happened. I don't know how that happened. Feel free to honestly. here,
3: again. I'm going to say this on air. Feel free to invite You're yourself right. on the podcast because like sometimes we just like don't read that to people.
1: <laughs> Done. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm like, I, hey guys, I, 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 want to come the, on? And we'll be like, oh, all right, that, yeah. It's that, it's that Midwest thing of like, oh, do you, if you want to. I'm like, no. Hey guys, you read that? the you. Can you believe that Porter Engel was fully nude? Let's chat about it. I don't know. Charles saw really went off, didn't he?
0: <laughs> Buck ass naked, making his nine eggs do. It's just the way he likes it. I'm not. Uh,
3: I'm literally not commenting about that.
0: <laughs> well, if you want to follow more uh, here at Friends of the Force, including our DIY nine eggs stew, which will never be released to the public, um, you can follow oh us on all of our socials, uh, including Sarah and I at those same places: Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, you name it. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode and you want to stick around for more higher public coverage, including uh, spoiler deep dives in the coming months, as well as um, author interviews, et cetera. Um, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Uh, drop a review if you'd be so kind. Helps other folks find the show and join the, uh, the Star Wars book community in podcast forum because there are many of us. Um, we love books
3: we are mighty we'll we are them. mighty
0: Yeah. Uh, Might- we also have a
3: Patreon where tears start at just a dollar and we are endlessly grateful for all of our patrons so thank you to Amy Brian with an I Brian with a Y Cheryl, Clay, Danny, Davis Dylan, Donnie, Huang Jen, Knights of Ren Leanne, Levi, Lucy Lindsay, Luke, Rob uh, Randy, Saber Bouquet Talker, Steven, Travis Tom and T that wasn't entirely in alphabetical order but I did my best thank you all very much
0: yes uh, thank you all for listening Eric thank you for joining us on the show on day 939 next time it will be much fewer than that Mush- and we cannot wait for the higher public phase two folks it's just a week away and until then may the force be with you always bye bye